the FPL Amateurs of Oz podcast. On deck tonight is my co-host, Damo. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Quentin, how about yourself, mate? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Um, it's the weekend for me starts tonight, so don't go back nice. to work till Monday. So, yeah, lots Beautiful. of FPL action and football action over the weekend for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and also joining us tonight is Aman. How are you, mate? Yeah, mate, I'm very good. Thanks for having me on, guys. I've been... Loving the podcast and, uh, yeah, really happy to be jumping on. This is my actual debut FPL podcast. So, um, yeah, special moment. Mate, we had to get in early before you reached the, the highs of the top 1K, mate. So, get <laughs> oh, in early. Yeah, well, 1K, maybe not quite yet. But, uh, yeah, no, I really appreciate it, guys. I'm looking forward to <laughs> chatting. No worries, mate. Well, you're on a good podcast. It's the only podcast in the world that talks about Brown Hill, mate. So, <laughs> <laughs> So, we, <laughs> we might get into how week 26 has gone for us so far. So, our captain Salah, who was an absolute animal this morning, got 56 points, which is good for captaincy. But if you did use a triple captain, that's even better. So, I'm at the moment, I'm sitting on 105 points with a minus four, but I still have um, three players tomorrow. So, I've got Saar, Tierney, and Ramsdale. So, hopefully, fingers crossed, it's a nil or draw and everyone wins. It's, it's a good solution. Um, outside Salah, um, I mentioned earlier, Brownhill, mate, he's just, he's the hero no one wanted, but he turned up, saved my game week. Um, I did activate the bench boost this week as a bit of a counter to the triple captain as I used my triple captain chip quite a bit ago when they played, when Liverpool played Newcastle. So didn't turn out as good as what people got this week, but, um, I sort of fought to limit the damage. I thought the bench boost was good. So, um, between Brownhill and Dennis, um, they've got me 26 points, just them two. So with Ramsdale to go tomorrow, um, hopefully, if he scores all right, it might boost my bench boost up to about 32 points if he get, keeps the clean sheet. So for me, I think that's a, a big plus for this week. My bench boost has looked pretty good, but still not as good as the triple captain seller. It would have been nice to get the triple captain this week, but... My rank at the moment went from 5K to 14K, so a bit of a red arrow. But tomorrow, depending on how it goes, could change that. It could be either worse or it could be better. So it'd be interesting to watch. How'd you go this week, Demo? Yeah, yeah, not too bad, actually. I'm, I'm actually looking at, uh, what did you say? You, you got 105? Yeah, so 105, so 101 after they take my minus four off. So I actually beat you without bench boosting. What a shit! <laughs> and I've got one more player. And I've got one more player to play too. So <laughs> can't, I can't say I've beaten you very often since probably round one. So um, I'm going to take this win. I'm just going to take this win and just like just salivate for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> now, in saying that, I also captained Salah, so that was great. I um, or I haven't. I can't say I ended up on because I've still got. Um, uh, I've got blank now. The Arsenal def- uh, defender to go. Uh, who are we? Uh, where Tierney. are we? Sorry, yeah, it's it, Tierney. I was for some reason I was thinking the other uh, another Arsenal defender. But yes, uh, got Tierney to go. So hopefully 
they can potentially keep a clean sheet against uh, against Wolves and uh, get a little bit more. But uh, yes, yeah, so I sitting on one eighteen. I, I did end up taking a minus eight. Uh, so basically, this week everyone starred except for my West Ham players, which I firmly put into the shit the bed uh, category this week. So just <laughs> FYI, uh, and uh, Cancelo. Everyone else pretty pretty much did. Um, did well to be honest with you. Uh, you know, even uh, my uh, you know front half Dennis Veg uh, Horst all did well. I picked up Sun this week and he did well as well. So I was a bit disappointed to, to sort of have Livermento on the bench sitting on twelve points with uh, nothing much to do as um, TAA started to, today. But uh, it wasn't that bad because obviously TAA ended up um, getting uh, the six points. So. Um, yeah, overall, I've um, yeah pretty well this week, but <laughs> I uh, I've got to laugh or cry. Um, even though you know got the 110 points, I still copped a uh, a red arrow, so I was pretty pretty disappointed about that one. But uh, you know, uh, when pretty much every man and his dog is triple captaining uh, uh, Salah. Not really much, and he you know did what he did uh, this morning. Not really much um, we can do. Just lucky uh, that um, my United players got benched, mate. Otherwise, I would have been wiping <laughs> their curb with you, mate. <laughs> nah, that's all good. That's all good. How about yourself, Amar? Yeah, so I'll make it a, a trifecta of red arrows. So sitting on one as well. <laughs> uh, from, uh, definitely wasn't salivating watching Salah this morning. I uh, did not triple captain him as well. Um, actually pulled my wild card and I actually made 13 changes. Um, Ramsdale and Trent were the only say, um, survivors from my previous team. Just with the whole double game week announcement, I thought I just needed an overhaul just to prep myself. So uh, the wild card currently I'm on 120 points. So uh, in terms of who saved the week, I mean, Sal is obviously not helping, but uh, Robertson coming in with two assists and the clean sheet against Leeds really, really helped me out. Um, got Son in, got Saka, they both returned. Uh, Son with a couple of assists, Saka with a goal. I uh, got Rafinha, so he scored as well against United. Um, and then in the forwards, I've got Lacazette and Jimenez, who both got an assist. So, yeah, sitting on 120, a small red from 20K to 23K, but I do have six players left. So I'm not oh, quite sure what I actually want from that Arsenal game because I've got two Wolves defenders and Ramsdale, and then I've got Jimenez and two Arsenal attackers. So given that I'm an Arsenal fan, I'll probably hope for a, like a 1-0 hmm. Arsenal win, probably a Lacazette goal, you know, Saka assist. Clean sheet for Ramsdale, um, just to get just to get us a win, um, and I'll just have to cop that the Wolves defenders just don't get me anything. But uh, they were the main, I'd say, flops. But you know they are playing in a double game week. Who knows what's going to happen? And they're more of a long term pick because they've got good fixtures. Um, is it weird to say that Trent was a flop? I mean, it's a six nil win. He missed the first game, and then in six nil victory, he gets nothing but the clean sheet when mm. every other defender scored a goal or got assists and it just seemed like everyone in that Liverpool team was scoring points for fun. So I'm looking at my wildcard team and depending on what, you know, the rest of my players do, I would say, funnily enough, Trent looks like a bit of a flop, which is strange to say. But yeah, overall, I think 120 points with a wildcard. Obviously, the triple captain really hurt, but I'm just hoping that I can make up that ground with the wildcard over the next few weeks. And um, yeah, depending on what happens tomorrow, we might finish on a, on a green arrow. But yeah, I don't think I regret the decision um, to play the wild card. And just on my bench quickly, um, Dubravka, Broya, Ramsey and Dean all scored two points. So definitely not the heights of um, Hughes' bench boost there. Um, but <laughs> exactly, that's exactly what I want to see on my bench. I don't want to see my bench outscoring my starting 11. So yeah, 
decent week though overall. But yeah, licking my wounds after that Salah haul. Nah, it's that's actually a really good score for someone that like obviously my score was high, but I used bench boost. But using a wild card and getting 120 points with six players still in play, like that's that's yeah, still that's a great, great week for you, mate. Yeah, no, I think I think um, yeah, as I said, depends on what that game outcome is. I'd say nil nil is probably the best outcome because that means three of my players will get a clean sheet. But um, I want Arsenal to keep pushing for top four, so I'd rather us win and I'll lose the FPL points just for just for tomorrow. <laughs> oh well, I think um, there's plenty of time for you to make up points. I think tomorrow you can just give up a nil or draw. I think would um, be the best result for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I might get on to our FPL Amateurs of Oz League. So at the moment, I'm sitting in seventh place on 1741. Damo sitting 33rd on 1582. And Aman, you're sitting just behind me in eighth on 1727. So Damo still languishing in the depths of uh, 33rd. So, I mean, I was sort of hoping to see a bit of a green arrow in the league, mate, but um, you haven't made much ground. But I, I can see mate. you coming home with some wind Did- in your sail. I was going to say, did all the right things except for uh, triple captain uh, Mo Salah. But, uh, yeah, so unfortunately for me, I sort of, I'm in a couple of leagues that sort of do the the whole final series. So I need to keep those chips. Uh, there are, you know, money leagues. So I need to keep those chips for um, for those final series. So, But in saying that, I do pretty much have all my chips bar the second Bar the second free hit, so I think if I'm gonna if I'm gonna um, gain any points, it'll be in that sort of last four or five games of the season. So I know I'm far behind at the moment, but I think you've pretty much used up all your chips, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I've Except activated my wild card this yeah. week, so yeah, no yeah. chips left for me. <laughs> so um, I think uh, if I can sort of bide my time and then happen to dra- jag a good. Um, uh, a, a good uh, double week captain just in, in other in the last few rounds, um, yeah. So anything, I think anything can happen. I don't think I'll catch you, but I reckon I'll come close. Nah, it's I reckon right. I'll come close. <laughs> what, what's the saying? Um, if you're not first, you're last. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You're not first either. So we're all good. <laughs> um, we might just touch on the the standings at the moment. So. Uh, FPL Plannery is actually taken top spot back. So sitting on 18.24 and Tom Davies moves down to second on 18.13 and Arigi Mini Mani Mo still in third place on 17.92. So at the moment, the Kong's looking like getting the top score, sitting on 148, but I think he still has maybe four or five plays left, but I'll have to double check. But, you know, he's had a monster week again. It's I'm sure he's sitting back like a fat cat, sitting there smiling, so... We might get into the games. Um, we'll start with West Ham, one or draw of Newcastle. Um, this was actually just, it felt like it was just a nothing game. There wasn't much happening at all, really. Um, I sort of thought Bowen was probably unlucky in the first half. He hit the post, but outside of that, he didn't really have his usual game, um, which I thought was a little bit disappointing. So even though Newcastle have looked better, I thought he could have, could have got a good chance to get a decent return, but... Outside of that, I sort of looked at Target. He um, had the 80 touches, had five corners, um, 12 crosses, and three key passes. So since Trippy has been out injured, he's sort of been put on um, corners now, which I think is a, a bit of upside for an asset that's only um, priced at 4.7. So I'm really 
interested in maybe looking at him as a sort of a play to have over the next three weeks because they do have a double um, week 28 as well and then an easier fixture against Brentford this week as well. So those are the two people I looked at. But outside of that, Infinity Stone Antonio just continued to look like he's 50, no longer working full-time up front. Um, what did you think, Demo? Yeah, so I sort of agree with you in uh, in that regards. We're sort of we are struggling at the moment. Um, I think uh, in terms of uh, no recruitment in January has sort of uh, hurt us, and uh, yeah. So in in sort of saying in terms of FPL, I think it is time to sort of jump off all all the assets. Um, uh, for West Ham, probably including Bowen, you could keep Bowen potentially. I know, I know we're trying to revitalise our season a bit by potentially paying him up front rather than on the wing. Um, but uh, I don't know how well that's go- that's going to go. So uh, our next sort of five fixtures. Wolves, Liverpool, Villa, Tottenham, and then Everton. Other than the Everton game, they're all going to be pretty tough fixtures. Um, you know, definitely some sort of draws and potential wins in there, but uh, it is going to be tough for us. The, the, this next sort of four stretch of four games is going to be uh, a pretty critical to our season sort of thing. So my advice would probably be if you've got Bowen, potentially give him one or two more before you move him on. Um, anyone else that you have in uh, uh, in terms of West Ham assets, uh, including any sort of defensive options, I would say um, there are probably better options out there for you. So we are looking, you know, struggling at the moment. So, yeah, that's pretty much uh, mine. Uh, I didn't really write anything for Newcastle because I don't really see them as FPL relevant at the moment, especially with most of their Razzlers out injured. So... Um, yeah, about <laughs> yourself, man. Yeah, I think you. I think you summed up West Ham pretty well. Similar thoughts in that they're just looking a little bit leggy, a little bit tired, and I don't think it's going to help now that they're going to get back into Europe soon. Uh, the assets are not really considered because they're not really having any kind of double game weeks coming up as well. Uh, Bowen is really the only asset that you'd consider, and he's definitely expendable despite his recent very good form, just because of the like the the. The strength of the midfielder spot is really, really good. And I think, yes, Bowen's a good asset, but you touched on the next couple of fixtures. Wolves and Liverpool are not great. Aston Villa, I think, is okay. They're not, they're not looking the best defensively. But then you've got Tottenham. I think it's a case of maybe dipping back in and around game week 31 when they go on a nice little run again. Uh, but I think there's definitely scope to say, like, you know, if you haven't used a wild card yet, then, you know, you can drop Bowen and then use that wild card if you're, say, planning one post-game week 30 to maybe jump back on. But, yeah, yeah overall, just not looking not looking very good. Antonio is a, a sell. He's been a sell for such a long time. Um, you know, he's taking pot shots from outside the box, just not what we saw from the beginning of the season when he was in the box, like looking like looking energetic. He's just kind of feels like he's just kind of drifting through games. And Newcastle, I thought they played pretty well against West Ham. I mean, it was a Willick goal. Just it was a bit scrappy. Obviously, Declan Rice didn't help things there. You kind of mentioned I don't really consider too many of the assets. I mean, I do have Dubravka, but he's more just as a bit of a placeholder for um, the doubles in twenty eight, twenty nine. Matt Target is a good shout. I think without Trippier, he definitely would take more of those set pieces, and they actually are 
pretty good defensively in the last six game weeks. I think I think they're sixth over the last six weeks in terms of expected goals conceded. So you could potentially look at the the Newcastle defenders. Willock is an interesting one. He's quite cheap as well. Uh, yeah. But overall, yeah, I think the game was a bit of a, a bit of a meh game. I'd say like I was watching it and just yeah, it wasn't very exciting. What do you, do you have any extra thoughts on that? Q? Uh, the only thing exciting was seeing uh, West Ham not be in the top four and United jumping them. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've got it. And the only good thing about Declan Rice is he's a, a good side. If any uh, meal, usually meat and three uh, meat and three veg with a bit of Declan Rice on the side. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been saving that one? I I don't think Man U is going to get there either in the end, but. Uh... Yeah, I, thought, I think the the benefit for uh, both of us is um, I don't think we can go lower than eighth, judging by the the points difference between seventh and eighth. So top eight finish for both of us, yeah, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might get on to the next game, which is Arsenal and Brentford. I might let you talk about it, Armand, seeing it is your teammate, and you can probably do it justice, whereas I probably won't be able to. <laughs> no, that's all good. I hope they don't come across too biased. I mean, yeah, I think overall it's Pretty comfortable. I think a lot of people's hearts were broken with that very last-minute uh, clean sheet wipeout. It was actually beneficial for myself because I only have the one Arsenal defender. But, yeah, just conceding off that set piece was kind of annoying, I think, for a lot of people who doubled up on their defenders. But we controlled the game. We had about, I think, 66% possession. Um, I'm looking at the stats here actually on the screen. 24 shots compared to six. Eight shots on target compared to two. Um, you know, eight block shots as well. So we were definitely in control of that game. Uh, in terms of the more individual players, I think Saka was probably the standout. Just looked really, really good. Um, Esar kind of presents a bit of a headache because whenever he's jumped jumped into the team, he's always looked really good. Um, he had a great run and another good goal. Um, it'll be interesting to see because Martinelli will be due back now for this Wolves game, and he was definitely favoured over Esar before he got this suspension. But given the team performed well, I'm just kind of curious to see what's going to happen there. There was talk potentially that Martinelli could play false nine, so maybe Lacazette yep. actually could be an issue, which is a bit a bit of a concern given that I've got him. I've just wildcarded him in, but um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I think Arsenal overall looked pretty good. We've got a decent run of fixtures. We'll cover game week thirty. Um, I think definitely a team worth investing in, and I think the big biggest benefit with us is that we are not playing in Europe or cup competitions, so we're pretty stable team. I think for the rest of the season. Um, and Brentford, I mean, yeah, that, they scored that one goal off the set piece, but otherwise they didn't really look that threatening. Definitely a team I think that you can target from a defensive point of view, especially away from home. They just don't score that many goals. But, yeah, yeah, pretty good performance from Arsenal. And I guess tomorrow against uh, Wolves, I'm kind of predicting a similar game to last, a bit of a scrappy affair, a nil-nil, one-nil kind of thing. I don't really see too many goals in that. But, um, yeah, overall, happy with Arsenal. They keep winning, which is good. Um, and, yeah, hopefully top four is you know, within our side. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's going to be pretty close, actually. I think anywhere from possibly fourth through to about seventh, eighth place, it's going to be pretty close, I think. Yeah, um, sure. you got United, West Ham, Arsenal and Wolves all kind of just vying for that position. Oh, and, and Tottenham. Sorry, I, I didn't actually forget <laughs> Tottenham. Uh, I can't <laughs> well, believe you forgot the too. biggest club in uh, London, mate. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I... I was going to say, I think you, you want to get kicked off your own pod. Because <laughs> not only, you've probably offended both the <laughs> both the co-host and, <laughs> and the guest there. Mate, I'm all for it, mate. It's fighting words. Um, I might just echo what you said as well, man. I thought um, Saka 
this season he's actually looked amazing. He's been one of those players that can look so good but not get the FPL return. But, I mean, he'd absolutely smash at this game. And just every time he gets on the ball, he's he can just pull something out of nothing. Can I think people that got him in this week were just absolutely loving it because he smashed it. And I, and I could see him actually probably getting a goal tomorrow. As much as I want the nil, or I could really see him getting another goal tomorrow, which is going to suck for my rank. But, I mean, he's such a good player to watch. So he, I did have him earlier in the season. I think I only got one return out of him, but it wasn't disappointing watching him blank because he always looked like he was going to score. So I sort of just thought another person to t- touch on was um, Odegaard. I thought he flashed as well, had his chances. I think at his price, if people are looking at sort of a third asset to pair with either a Saka and a Ramsdale, even their two other defensive options, I think that he's a decent shout because very he is on set pieces as well and they have been getting a few set pieces of late. So I think he might be an option to look at. And just touching on Brentford, um, I think that's the second time this season they've done that to me where they score a last-minute goal to just ruin clean sheets. Like, it's it's so frustrating. It's just like, if you can't score for the first 80 minutes, just don't bother for the last 10 and just let everyone have the clean sheet. Just feel like it's a bit unfair. But outside that, I'm not really looking at too much. I think they have been poor defensively. But with Rye back in goals, they looked a little bit better. But in attack, without um, Tony up front, they just yeah, they just don't look like a side that's going to be scoring too many goals. What do you think, Damon? Yeah, so I probably echo the sentiments of uh, both of you guys in terms of uh, Saka. Saka just he's, he's proven to be a, a great asset um, if you've got him. Uh, the only thing I'll sort of add, um, and obviously. Uh, Aman sort of touched on this for Smith Rowe. You know, he's the cheaper option in terms of Saka. So if you can't afford Saka um, and Smith Rowe sort of fits your budget, I think it's – and it's it's been Saka, Smith Rowe the whole season in terms of they've sort of gone back and forth, back and forth in terms of um, points. So uh, if, you, if you've got one of them in your side, you know, if, if, if you don't hit one week, you're going to hit another. So – um, yeah, so and other than that, as you like, echo your sentiments, Quentin. Like Brentford, they just they, they look like a shell of themselves at the moment in terms of um, uh, FPL assets, especially with uh, the injuries up front. So, I'm not going to be going anywhere near Brentford for uh, a while anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah no. so that's mine, yeah. No, 100%. I think there's rumors are Ericsson could be making his debut this weekend, yeah, so. I heard that. Definitely one to look at. It'd be perfect if um, he starts playing some games and there. I think their fixtures what, open up after week 29. So then, What is he anyway? Is it, well, I, I know... 5.5, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but I know in FPL, is a, he's a midfielder, but is he an actual midfielder, like, in the guys in as a player, or does he play up forward? He'll play uh, as a central attacking mid, that number 10, I yeah, think. Yeah, is yeah, that yeah, what yeah, you're yeah. looking at, Aman? He'd play probably that 10 in behind. That's what I was, that's my, that was my initial thought as well. And um, I think he played a behind-closed-door friendly for Brentford and he actually got two assists in that game, is what I read. So, yeah, it could be someone that you – maybe is a bit of a pun. I mean, Brentford do have good fixtures. You did just – I think you briefly just touched on it there, Q. They've got um, – just having a quick look. It's a really important part of their season, actually, because – They've not been doing very well recently. They've got Newcastle, Norwich, Burnley and Leicester in the next four. So definitely winnable games. And then they get into Chelsea and West Ham. So it does get a little bit tougher. So, yeah. again, I don't know if you'd consider their assets. They don't really have 
any double game weeks coming up. Just on watching them, you don't really see that much. I think it's a case of maybe it's a way to a wait and watch. But you know, if you took an early punt on an Ericsson, maybe that could work out for you. But I think again, you'd be getting more assists than goals, kind of similar to what he was doing when he was at Spurs. But yeah, it'll be it'll be just nice to see him play. I think back in the Premier League, that's that's probably the biggest takeaway I got from that. Yeah, 100%. And I think from memory, they're definitely uh, going to play that blank game week in 30. So I think yes, if Tony will, yeah. is back, it might be worth um, looking at him. But yeah, there's not really a lot of good assets at the moment. There's like just a bit sort of flash in the pan. One player will score well one week and the next week they blink. So a bit too volatile for my liking. Um, might get on to the next game, which is Aston Villa and Watford. I sort of thought um, it was good to see Denny Ings back because I know he lost his spot to Watkins um, for probably the most part of this season, but he looked like a man on a mission and forced two decent saves from Foster in this game. I sort of thought I don't see Watkins playing up front anymore unless they play two up front because from what I saw from Ings on the weekend, I think that he's, he's won that spot now. I think it's his spot to lose. I thought um, Coutinho got in good positions, but obviously they didn't get a goal. They probably should have had a goal, but, you know, Foster was just an animal. He was just saving everything. So I thought um, Dennis, it was good to see him get on the get on the score sheet after what's been a, a checkered um, past few weeks for him, especially for people that uh, went the, the captain uh, a few weeks ago. So it was good for him to actually repay the faith that those who stuck with him um, – I saw that Bundia came off the field for Watkins, which then pushed Watkins out wide. But um, every now and again, they sort of switched over and Watkins went up front and Ings went out wide. So that's probably something to note if people are looking at Ings for the double game week in uh, 28, that there's a good chance that Ings might play 90 minutes and Watkins sort of comes on and plays out wide. So probably something to to have a look at. Um, But outside of that, I'm not really looking at anyone else. What about you, Damo? Yeah, so, again, I agree with your sentiments in terms of Ings. I think um, Watkins, I don't know whether he's out of favour per se, but he's definitely not, um, uh, especially in this game, like with Ings sort of starting over him. So I don't know whether that will continue moving forward. But um, for me, in terms of uh, Villa, it's really uh, the main sort of three, uh, Digne, uh, Rams and Coutinho for me. Um with uh, what well, I'd probably be targeting Dinier and, and continue first. And then um, if I wanted to grab another one, potentially Ramsey, but, but I think one or two um, assets probably enough in terms of uh, Villa. Uh, if, in terms of Watford, I'm not really a fan of Watford at the moment. I'll, obviously, stars come back and that's great, but um, they do double um, in, I think, a couple of game weeks' time. So I would say be patient, just hold the assets for a couple of weeks, um, get that double over and done with, and then um, reassess because, you know, most of us are, are still sort of holding Dennis and, and King and, um, you know, a few other sort of things. So um, and at the moment Dennis isn't really going anywhere for me, but I probably will reassess come uh, uh, in, in two game weeks' time. Uh, yeah, so how about yourself, Aman? Yeah, I mean, I'm not as patient, I think, with the Watford guys. Even though they had a double-eye wild card of them straight out of my team. I mean, King also limped <laughs> off against Crystal Palace, mm. so I think uh, that could just be the end of his um, story tale and our uh, FPL sides. Uh, I mean, Dennis yeah, probably was 
probably is the better pick. Um, just in terms of Villa, I mean, yeah, I didn't really, I didn't catch this Watford Villa game. I just mainly looked at stats, and I saw that um, um, Saar made a really big impact for Watford. I think he created three big chances. So I think we've kind of got this impression that with Hodgson, they're going to be a very stout defense, not much attack. But him coming back could change a little bit of that. Um, so maybe something to think about for people who are looking kind of for game 27 around, you know, Manchester United defenders. Maybe I'm potentially rethinking if they're good options or not, just because Watford with Saar could be a lot better in attack. Um, defensively, Villa haven't impressed me of late. They've just seemed to concede at least one goal every few game weeks. And I think with that, you really need someone like Luca Dean to be getting those attack returns. He did get a haul recently, but um, I've got, I mean, I wildcarded him in because they do cover game week 30 and they do have a pretty nice double. I think it's um, Southampton and Leeds from memory. So, yeah, Dean Ramsey, continue. I think other three, the forwards, I wouldn't go near. I'm just, just not sure about the rotation between the two of them. I think they're both too expensive as well. You know, Watkins are about seven and a half million. I think England's around eight, around that price point when you can get Coutinho for cheaper. You can get Ramsey for a very nice price. And uh, they're definitely the assets I'd consider. So I've got Ramsey at the moment in my wild card. He'd be a good bench player. Um, Ramsey's stats are actually slightly, very, just ever so slightly better than Coutinho's. But I think Coutinho is the one that you probably pick just for that upside, you know, he's on set pieces. Um, he's already got uh, a couple, a haul already this um, this season so far. So, yeah, yeah. for me, Villa are interesting. I, I don't know if I'd go with a triple up. I think just because on recent form, I haven't been too impressed, but I think they're definitely worth having at least one or two um, just to bring in because they'll cover you for game week 30 and got a pretty decent double as well in 29. Yeah, no, nah, well, it could be a Ramsey versus Brownhill dilemma for me, mate. <laughs> Oh mate, Brown who wins every, Brown who will win every week. Mate, it's the <laughs> the battle of the cheapies, mate. <laughs> um I get on to Brown who isn't forever knighted for what he did and Ramsey will never be able to to match what he's done. Exactly, mate. <laughs> Uh, Ramsey, Ramsey will show up more, but Brownhill will show up when it matters. So that's the main. Is thing. this uh, <laughs> is this like your love affair for the for that Norwich player, Kenny McLean, mate? <laughs> Kenny McLean never returned though. So, um, Kenny McLean's in the bin, and Brownhill, mate, um, he's about to be knighted this week, mate. So just bow down to your new king. Um, might uh, head on to the next game, which was uh, Watford and Palace. I didn't really like too much um, from Watford this morning, but looking at Gallagher, the last sort of two games, looks like he's playing a bit more advanced. And especially when MacArthur came on as well, he pushed up a bit further as well. So I know a lot of managers that did have him have been let down a little bit, but I think looking at their fixtures, it might be worth a bit of a pun on him, especially if people are doing free hits or even just wild cards. He might be worth looking at because... What I saw uh, this morning, I think that um, it could be one of those get-on moments where you need to just get on and just hold him for at least three to four weeks. And um, hopefully with MacArthur back, I'd say MacArthur will probably start next game, which means uh, Gallagher will play a lot higher and have less defensive duties. So his goal was just absolutely disgusting. That cross from um, Mitchell and then the bring down and then the smash in the roof of the net was pretty amazing and um Zaha he's he's one of my favorite players since the early days of Palace and then United signing you know it was one of my favorite signings for United and just didn't work out but I don't think there's a better player in the Premier League at the moment um when they're in full flight and the defense is backtracking you just he's just so skillful and you know 
most weeks he plays good but never gets the FPL returns, but this week he just he just smashed it and I actually think he's a, a decent shout if people are looking at him because he is awkwardly priced, but I feel that there's enough upside as being the most nailed attacking asset on that side that, you know, if you do take a punt on him, I think I think he could actually go on a bit of a run. They have decent fixtures, but outside of that, I'm not really looking at anyone else. What about you, Demo? Yeah, so for mine, um, in terms of Palace, uh, I, uh, I'm i not a huge fan of Palace. I think um, Gwait has um, injured himself, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in this game, I'm pretty. Did he? Did he play that? He didn't play this game, did he? Um, guys? No, I'm not 100 percent sure what it was. Whether he got dropped or whether it was injury or COVID, I'm not 100 percent sure. I think it might have been an injury. I don't know how long that's going to keep him out, but that's really going to going to um, uh, sort of if he's out, uh, even short term, it's going to affect the team because he's um, he's a pretty decent player for them. Uh, yeah, like in terms of uh, their next five, they've, they've got some challenging games sort of coming up. Like they've got Burnley this week, not too bad. Then they've got Wolves City, uh, Newcastle and Arsenal. So there's probably not going to be many um, wins in there. But, you know, normally you'd say... Um... It's from about week 30 that their yeah. fixture runs to the start, yeah. but there's a couple of fixtures. like. But you can't even say Newcastle is a guaranteed win these days. Like, have a look at you know, what happened to us over the weekend. I know we're rubbish at the moment, but... Um, yeah, you're no, a little you know, club, mate. Yeah. No, nah, but <laughs> Newcastle, um, you know, Newcastle aren't the easy beats that they sort of once were. So um, I think... In terms of assets, you, you, you look, you can't go past Gallagher. He's still a great asset for, you know, that. So I think he's 6.2 at the moment. Um, but other than that, I can't, I can't really see anyone else in that Palace team that I would um, take a punt on. I know Zaha did well, um, you know, scored the 17 points this week, but I think they're far and far between as well. Like, uh, at least Gallagher. Um, he's a little bit more consistent, like uh, happens sort of be proven wrong there. But if look, if I'm going to pick an asset from uh, from uh, Palace, it's got to be Gallagher uh, and Gallagher only, I suppose. Uh, yeah. What about you, Oman? Yeah, I think Palace is a like yeah, it's a Burnley's a fine fixture this week that you maybe can consider a Gallagher or a Zaha on a free hit. But you mentioned that they've got Wolves and then City. I think. From Gaming 30, the rest of their season is great. There's no tough fixtures in there, really, that unless you consider Manchester United in Gaming 38. Um, nah, definitely but, not a tough fixture. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, can, you can see someone like Palace scoring a goal um, in that kind of fixture. So for me, I'm not really looking at Palace. They've got no upcoming double game weeks. I think it'll be a case of Gaming 30 onwards, um, or 31, if in case they're blanking Game Week 30. I might take a look at it then. Maybe if I'm hopping off, say, Rafinha, if he's got tough fixtures, make a swap to, like, a Gallagher at a similar price. But at the moment, for the next few games, it's not really considering. Um, you can't really look outside, I think, of um, Gallagher and um, Zaha just because of the rotation. You've, we've seen people who got Edward have been burnt really bad the last few game weeks just because of the rotation that Vieira has. So, yeah, not many assets I'm considering from Palace, to be to be honest. But definitely, I'll, just kind of, I'll keep an eye on them, but I don't think I'll actually dip into them. 
Yeah, no, hundred percent. We might get on to the Brighton and Burnley game. This was probably a bit of a shock result. I sort of didn't think it would be that high scoring just because obviously both sides lately haven't been great attacking. But mate, the workhorse, absolute machine. Just um just turned it on, got the goal and the assist. Um just might touch on um another person, uh Brownhill. Brownhill I thought has actually looked pretty decent. Um I sort of mentioned, I think it might have been last pod with uh, the workhorse. Up front, he, he's just that classic number nine where he gets the ball, beats that first player and sort of holds it up and then plays other people into the game. So I was kind of mentioning Cornet as the person who might benefit from this, but obviously he went off injured. But Brownhill, that's how he got his goal. Um, the workhorse got the ball up front, held it up, and then played it into space, and Brownhill just ran, it, ran onto it and side-footed in the goal. So I think um, definitely this week he's worth worth getting in, especially if the double game week and the easier fixtures. I wouldn't say they're easy, easy, but definitely a lot easier than the fixtures that they've just played this week. So I think he's a decent asset. And Brownhill is now made it two decent games in a row now. So I think he might be worth looking at as a punt just for this game week. Definitely would not be keeping him any longer unless you just want bench fodder. But I think he might be worth someone to look at if you're just wanting, obviously, another uh, Burnley for the double. But, yeah, not not amazing, but, you know, just does enough to sort of um, look like the possibility of maybe getting a return. So, Definitely outside of that, didn't really look at much from Brighton. I just thought they were pretty poor. Like, usually I have something nice to say about Kuka Razzler, but he um, didn't really do too much this game. What did you think, Demo? Yeah, so first, uh, I've got to make three apologies here. So firstly, the first apology is if you hear my dog in the background, it's him. Uh, to, it's her barking outside. So can't, can't talk about, that, about that one. Uh, secondly, to the listeners, I do need to apologise for um, for. Quentin, don't pick up. Uh, <laughs> don't pick up uh, Brownhill. Whatever you do. <laughs> <laughs> and my third apology has to go to um, our friend of the pod, Ollie. Um, I'm going to talk up Burnley. Like there's no, like there's no tomorrow in terms of the assets except for Brownhill. Um, I love, I love the Weghorst. Um, he's absolutely amazing. Um, I, you know, watched him. Uh, in the German league, and I thought he was class. I am so annoyed that uh, a player of his caliber is playing at Burnley rather than, you know, a, a, a proper team like West Ham. Um, but uh, so that you know that, that little <laughs> dig, that little dig is for Ollie because I'm going to be talking about Burnley as a squad, just just to help him out there. But um, Look, I I think look, I think last week was the week to jump onto Burnley assets, but uh, you know they still got a double this week. Um, yeah, you know the Veghorst, Corne, I know he sort of went off injured. Um, I know, I've read that it was in uh, like a slight Achilles. I don't know how bad it is, so obviously wait for news for him. But um, I've got to say, uh, Ben Me, you know what what a player. Like um, I can see him doing the same thing this week. So uh, between sort of you know, Ben Mee, uh, Veghorst, potentially Cornet if he's not injured, um, you know, there's some decent players in that in, in that Burnley side. And 
I can I can actually see myself with the three Burnley assets fairly soon, which is probably not something I would have said a couple of weeks back. So, oh, uh, yeah, can't so wait that's... to be in thirty fourth position in the league. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's yeah, that's 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 mine. How about yourself, Amar? Yeah, no, Burnley are an interesting one. Obviously, they've got the double, only team with the double this week. But um, you guys have already given enough praise, I think, to Wakehorse. I don't need to say much more. Apart from that goal was lovely. <laughs> um, I didn't, I haven't heard of him previously, so it's um, I've just started learning about him. One of my friends is actually he knows a lot about these kind of obscure players from European leagues. And um, when he said that, when he saw that Wakehorse was going to Burnley, he said, "Just watch this guy. He'll be he'll be good." Um, and so you yeah, were starting to see that as well, but. Yeah, Burnley, I think, are just going again one of those runs where they just kind of get themselves out of a hole, start getting clean sheets against teams randomly, like they get a clean sheet against Spurs, who just beat Man City. Um, I think on, <laughs> on... I don't know if I'd bring him in on a free transfer. I think you made a good point, Damo. I think best week was probably last week so that you could go for the double-double. Mm-hmm. But you're like, if you're on a free hit this week, I think it's perfectly acceptable to go for three of them. That's what I'm planning on, on doing. Um, so, I th- you know, Nick Pope... I think defensively, Burnley are starting to get into that old, you know, system and shape. They've got five clean sheets in the last ten now, so starting to get that kind of defensive rhythm again. Not typically a team that scores many goals. Like they scored three goals against Brighton. I think their xG was like 0.8. It was it was not much, but um, you know, Brownhill and Wakehorse don't need high xG to score goals. That's just um, that's just how it is because you know they're both awesome. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Burnley interesting. If you look at their fixtures, they're not. They're a bit up and down. They've got Chelsea after the double, Brentford, Southampton, then it's City and then Norwich. So it's a real up and down kind of run. So you could invest maybe in some of their cheaper assets like Connor Roberts in defence. Keep them on your bench because they do still have fixtures to rearrange. I'm just checking it here. They've got um, – bear with me one second. Uh, they've still got Villa and Everton. So still two decent fixtures to rearrange. So they could be worthwhile, you know, if you are bringing on a free transfer just to get the cheap asset, just kind of let them sit on the bench there against those tough fixtures, and then hopefully they come good for you in the double. We've seen that that's done uh, done Q very well with Brownhill, so we'll find the next Burnley double game with Kira. I think Burnley are just the best team to target for doubles. They did it last year with Matt Loughton. They've done it yep. again with Ben Mee and Brownhill. So uh, Pope's already got a 19 and a 13-pointer in a double game week. So, yeah, I think they're a good team to 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 keep a close eye on in the next few weeks. Uh, in terms of other assets, so um, not really much, I think, to get out of the Brighton-Burnley game. Did you want to touch on the Burnley-Spurs game yeah. just now, Hugh? Yeah, no, I might touch on the Burnley-Spurs game. I sort of I might just uh, echo the thoughts, obviously. Defensively, they've, you know, they've returned five out of ten weeks. I'm just kind of going to play a bit of devil's advocate here. I think the result against Spurs doesn't tell the full story, and I think a couple of weeks watching Burnley, they've kept the clean sheet, but they've conceded a fair few chances, and it's just on the other team not finishing their chances. So with Spurs this morning, I sort of thought Sun very easily could have had two assists, but they just lacked the finishing touch. I think they hit the crossbar as well. So I think... Pope's a great shout for me, and I and I think that double game week, you know, worst case scenario, you're going to get four points, but he does get save points as well, so you can nearly chalk in uh, two times save points as well. So he could very nearly get six, seven points, just a minimum this week with the double games. But I think I would maybe go just work workhorse and maybe Pope. I'm not sure whether I would go the triple up, but. I mean, there's a fair chance they can get one clean sheet. So if you do go the triple up, you know, I think Ben Mee's probably the next best um, asset behind uh, Brownhill for me. But outside of that, I think that Son and Kane very easily could have 
had a goal other weeks. Um, just they just couldn't finish this week. So I think people that are looking at Sun and Kane this week, I think definitely do get them in. I, I think they're going to have a big week against Leeds, who just look like they gave up on football today against Liverpool. So I think they're both found viable options. What did you think, Demo? Yes, I, I agree about Sun. I think he's still going to be um, great. For me, um, as I've sort of said before, I think for the output that Kane gives, I don't think he's worth it given that he's you know over 12 mil. I think you can um, look elsewhere. Uh, especially in those sort of midfield spots for um, for some talent, you know, for some talent there. Uh, with Burnley, I think last week I was saying uh, Pope was probably the best goalkeeper. He's just expensive because uh, I think he's he's five point five, isn't he? He's, he's one of the more expensive goalkeepers, isn't he? Yeah, he's five point four. I'm not mistaken. So he's, yeah, he's yeah. a very premium price. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if he was, I would hazard to say, if he was five. Uh, like at that sort of SAR price, he'd probably be the number one goalkeeper in the game. But given that he's at that more premium price, but, you know, like uh, sitting here and thinking that he would get two clean sheets, uh, you know, against Brighton away and against, you know, Spurs uh, at home, we I wouldn't have thought that in a million years. I would have thought uh, potentially, you know, uh, you know, Arsenal getting the two clean sheets rather than rather than Burnley, but um, you know, uh, fair play to them, and they're um, obviously moving up the ranks. So, uh, yeah. So as I said, with I think Spurs are fine. I think Sun's fine. You know, people that like Kane, Kane's fine. Um, but yeah, and obviously I've touched on Burnley um, before. So yeah, so that's that's mine. How about yourself, man? Yeah, uh, yeah. In terms of Burnley, I think I kind of yeah, Pope and Weghorst, and then maybe another defender like Ben Mee. So if you want to look at say the next double game we're coming up, I had had a look at some stats. So I think it's pretty well known that Leicester and Palace are both pretty susceptible from set pieces. So they've both conceded thirteen goals um, uh, in the entire season from set pieces, which is uh, equal worst. Um, so yeah, thirty percent of Leicester's goals are conceded from set pieces. Thirty five percent for Palace. We've already seen Ben Mee score a goal. Um, from a set piece, and he could have gotten an assist as well, which is weird. It kind of makes me think that he's like he was due, and now he's got his goal. So now that makes me mm. think, should I get him on the free hit because he's already got his goal? Is it a psych- random psychological thing? Do I go for Tarkowski instead because he's he's due next? I don't know. <laughs> See, me's, al- me's always been a good player, though. Like, he's, he's always been FPL friendly. Like, you know, not always got the returns, but he's always been a feel friendly. I've always liked Ben Mee as a player. So uh, uh, what were you saying, Q? I was just now going to say um, all that talk about um, conceding goals off set pieces just made me think about Brownhill um, putting the cross in for Mee's goal. So if that doesn't um, put Brownhill and Neon Lights, mate, I don't know what does. All right. I, I might even have a little bit of a bet with you. Like, I know I lost my first bet with you. But here's my – I don't know what we're going to come up with in terms of um, what the bet's going to be but or for, but um, I will say this, Brownhill will not get another attacking return the rest of the season. Ooh, How about I make it fairer? Um, I'll, <laughs> say, I'll, I'll send you money for a coffee. Um, that I bet he gets one attacking return. Actually, double. I've got, all right, I've got the perfect bet. 
because as you know, I'm planning to come and see, uh, um, you know, hopefully before Christmas. Um, so, you know, between now and when I come and see you eventually, I, I owe you a steak dinner and I lost a bet. I will, you know, I will buy you a steak dinner. However, if Brown Hill doesn't get an attacking return the rest of the season, you need to shout the beers the weekend. Oh, right, <laughs> I'll take it. You'll t- and we obviously will cap it. You know, we'll cap it to the price of the steak dinner. So then it's you know it's, it's forty fair. bucks. We'll do forty. Yeah, bucks. Another we'll beer for the number token. of attacking returns. <laughs> you know, 40, 50, uh, 40, 50 bucks worth of beer. That, that that's that's pretty good because you know I'll buy you a decent steak. Don't worry about that. I better but, bring uh, a pillow for you, mate. <laughs> and. Um, if uh, if you win the bet, uh, what's it called? We'll have to uh, not only the, you know the, the steak dinner will just go from you know a normal steak dinner to like uh, you know mid wine co. I reckon you know like <laughs> we've got some pre- they got some pretty decent steaks sitting at about you know fifty sixty bucks a, a steak. I'm happy to sort of lose that bet, go for a nice steak dinner um, rather than a pub steak dinner, uh, and yeah, then no, on 100%. the flip side. Done. Easy. Let's lock that one in then. <laughs> well, Aman's witness to it, so no backing out now, mate. Nah, easy. Yeah. Too easy. I was right, going to well, say, you could, how about you cap this price of the stake to the price, uh, to the amount of total points Brown Hill gets in the rest of the season? So he's on 47 <laughs> points at the moment. So he, gets, he finishes on 90. It's a $90 stake. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> no, that doesn't sound too bad, actually. <laughs> we'll, we'll, look we'll, into... we'll work out the finer details, and uh, well, yeah, we'll have to post it on Twitter. No, definitely. Well, yeah. I might get on. <laughs> might get on to the next game: Crystal Palace and Chelsea. Um, this is a game I didn't really have any sort of fantasy interest in it um, in terms of players, but I just wanted to have a look at Chelsea how they came back. So obviously they've been out of um, out of action in the Premier League for a few weeks, and I just wanted to see how Zeech looked. And you know, he looked amazing, but I, I just. I'm not sure how bad his injury is. Did because did anyone see him? Uh, might have been the Champions League. He went off injured. Not yeah, 100% I, heard, sure. I didn't see it, but I heard he did get injured. I, again, I don't know how badly uh, how badly, but I think he may even be back in training. I, I sort of when I first sort of wrote my notes here, I um, I thought he was injured, but um, apparently trained. So. Uh, yeah, should right, be right, yeah. and should be right for their next game. So I'm not sure how bad it is, but um, yeah, like it's the same thing with Mount. I think Mount might be back next week too. So yeah, that's um, sort of what I'll be looking at because I yeah. don't think I'm going to move on a Chelsea asset till week 28 slash 29. Just depends if they get the double in 28 because. It's either Zeej or Mount for me in an attacking option, mm. and then obviously Rudiger or Reese James. I'm not sure. Reese James, I think, comes back next week, but yeah, I just don't know where his fitness is going to be at. But outside of them, so if it wasn't, it was an all right game to watch, but there was nothing that sort of stood out. I thought Elise um, played pretty good, but obviously didn't get any returns. But you know, that's two straight games now that he started. So there's a few people I think that took a punt on him. So might be worth just monitoring the situation and see whether he continues to hold his position because he is quite a exciting player and does have the potential to um, to bang a few goals in. What do you think, Demo? Yeah, I think you're right about Elise. I think Elise is probably going to break out soon. 
Um, it's just a matter. It's not. It's not a matter of when, but if. Oh, sorry. Uh, not if, but when. It's a long night. Um, but yeah. So I'm <laughs> pretty sure he he will break out soon, and um, you know, will get uh, some return soon. But uh, I'm gonna sort of wait and see with him. Um, yeah, I agree with exactly your sentiments in terms of the edge and mount. I think it's just a wait and see to see um, uh, how bad the injuries are. Uh, Chelsea are good to jump on after the, you know, I think they, do they, they blank this week, don't they? Yeah, no, they do. Yeah, Yeah, so they blank this week. But after the blank, I think it's the Sea Greens, if I'm not mistaken. So um, you've got to keep an eye on when James returns. Um, And then it's just, it's just a matter of see, to see uh, where sort of their assets lie. So it is a a wait and see. Uh, But yeah, after this blank, I'm pretty. Uh, I think the the cards will fall uh, pretty well in terms of in terms of Chelsea assets. I can see myself while carding uh, into a few Chelsea assets. No, hundred percent. What do you think, man? Yeah, didn't actually catch this game. Not too much FPL interest from my side. I guess yeah, looking at trying to see which is the right asset to jump on for 28 and onwards, just when they've got their really nice fixture run. I think Ziyech was close to being one of the the ones to go for, but yeah, we'll have to see that injury. I've just. Uh, had a quick read. It seems as though they're hopeful he'll be available for the Carabao Cup final. Um, but yeah, we'll just have to wait for press conferences on that. I think he really benefited when they're playing this four in the back system. If they play yeah. five in the back and Reshame comes in, I think Reshames will kind of occupy the space that ZH will. So that might affect him. And so, like, my initial thoughts is Rudiger, uh, Mount, and James, probably the three that I think of, um, unless ZH continues to look a little bit more nailed on. And then, um, yeah, I think we'll go from there. But I mean, if you're looking to jump one on immediately, it probably would be Rudiger just because you know that he's playing. I mean, geez, I don't know if you guys saw the shot that he took in this game, actually. Oh, mate. It was my goodness. That went in, he just has these in him where he just takes these ridiculous shots. He goes in these mad runs. He's just, he's just a man possessed sometimes. <laughs> that shot was an unbelievable shot. I can't believe it. Like, if that went in, that would have been one of the best goals I'd ever seen, frankly. No, nah, 100%. He does do that, though. He just. He just seemed just not doing too much. The next minute, he's beaten four players and he's getting into the box and taking a shot. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So, um, might get on to the next game, which is Liverpool. Might cover both Liverpool fixtures. So we'll start with Liverpool-Norwich. Um, on Last week on the pod, I shouted out a player from Norwich that could be a good punt if people are wanting a bit of an enabler, which was Rashika. I end up scoring this game, so... Um, definitely took over the spotlight from Kenny McLean. I was hoping for a Kenny McLean assist so I could uh, come on the podcast and stick it to you, Damo. But, um, <laughs> yeah, didn't do too much that game. But I might just touch on Liverpool. I sort of spoke about Diaz as a bit of a differential pick just because the injury to Jota and what Diaz has looked like since coming to Liverpool. And, you know, he looked so good in this game, got rewarded for goal, should have had an assist, but Mane um, forgot how to shoot. So, I think um, if Diaz was sort of starting more frequently, I think he could be a viable asset to look at for the 29 double. But it's just, it's a it's a weird one because he reminds me of Mares, where the minutes are a bit questionable, but when they're on the field, you know, they just look like they're going to score. So I think people that did take the part in this week were absolutely loving it. But I think one person mentioned that he went him over Robertson. And then obviously what Robertson did this morning, he said it didn't really feel like a, a, a good differential punt because they pretty much finished on the same point. So I think um, outside of that, um, Salah, I thought, looked looked good, but also doesn't look 
his damaging best. Like he he's got the return both games, but just still doesn't look like um you know he's a hundred percent sort of. I think he's still maybe got a bit of tired legs from Afcon, but. I mean, people are triple captain this week. They versed Leeds this morning. Leeds looked dead in the water. I don't think. I think they gave up after sixty minutes, to be honest. And it was just a training drill for Liverpool, just practicing shooting pretty much for the last thirty minutes. I thought um, people that took the pun on Mane as well, seeing that Jota was out as well, got rewarded this morning against Leeds. He um, got a decent return as well. I think him and Robbo were the shining lights, and obviously Salah with the two penalties this morning just. One of those things where people that didn't triple captain him were probably hoping for a penalty miss. I was happy to sacrifice my captain points if it meant people that triple captain him missed out. But like Salah, he doesn't miss too many penalties and banged both in and, and actually Nelly had another goal. So Nelly could have had a hat-trick. So it could have been a lot worse. Um, it was good to see Robertson get the goal at the end just so it knocked the bonus from Salah, but then also hurt me a fair bit because a lot of people around me in the rankings had Robbo. So... <laughs> I think I'm looking at is it viable? I might get your thoughts on um, after this um, whether you can get out Trent Alexander and get in Robertson as a bit of a a sort of a switch a sideways move because Robertson the last few weeks seems to be getting more touches on the ball and getting into attacking areas more frequently than what Trent has this season. So I just I'm just confused on whether it's just a bit of a patch where Trent sort of not consistently getting the attacking chances and Robertson's just getting his his share or whether it might be something to look at going forward. What did you think, Demo? Um, yeah, so for mine, I'll just uh, have a look. So, yeah, so basically Salah's just doing Salah things. Uh, basically, if you didn't triple captain him this week, you pretty much are getting a, a red arrow. So... Uh, because he was so highly triple triple, triple captained. Um, Leeds, as I said a few weeks back now on the pod, um, and a few people sort of didn't quite agree with me back then, but Leeds is looking like a team that is going to be relegated. Um, as I said, the only, the only one that uh, is really keeping them afloat is essentially Rafinha. Uh, you know, I mean, like if, if Leeds do get relegated, Rafinha is going to be hot property for anyone in that sort of top six, um, uh, top six, you know, top six to eight positions in the, in the EPL. So can't wait for Man United to ruin his career by signing him <laughs> and playing on the bench. <laughs> I was going to say, you guys haven't really had a good run with, um, Brazilian players, have you? <laughs> no, no, not great. Uh, only Gucci Fred's probably the best Brazilian we've had recently. <laughs> and he doesn't have real. He doesn't have a real um, Brazilian name anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, we'll move on anyway. Um, in in terms of uh, Liverpool, like, look, I know we say the same thing every week, but uh, Salah Trent for me. Uh, Robbo definitely so has sort of overtaken that Jota, that third position for mine. Um, is Robbo more viable than Trent? It's a tough one. It really, really is a tough one. Um, on form, yes. <laughs> on form, um, he's definitely outshone uh, Trent the, the last couple of weeks, but he's not as explosive 
um, Trent is so much more explosive. Like uh, I would hazard to say if you ever did that um, cue, uh, you know, in the week after or, or a couple of weeks after that, you're going to have Trent, you know, with a massive score, you know, 20 plus. I don't think um, Robbo sort of capable of doing that throughout the season, whereas Trent is. So yeah. I think that's the reason why we've got – that's what the reason why we pay big bucks for Trent, and that's what the reason why he's just a permanent fixture in our sides. Um, whereas, as we've sort of seen with Robbo, he's a hot and cold player. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so – um, yeah, so that's my, that's basically mine. I don't think um, Norwich is pretty really any any relevant, and Leeds isn't really except for um, Rafinha. So, how about yourself, man? Yeah, it's a good question, Damo. I mean, I kind of wanted to go back on that Robertson versus Trent point. So, I've actually just looked at their scores, and Robertson has got uh, one, two, three, four double digit returns so far this season, with um, uh, one game a nine pointer. Now, Trent has got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven double-digit return games. And, okay, three of them have been nine-pointers, but Robertson has played a few less games. So I think you're right that Trent is the more explosive one, but Robertson has been he's been outscoring him the last few weeks, and like his, his, his rate of returns recently has been exceptional. The only concern I have with losing Trent is, I imagine most people would have started with him at 7.5. I think he's now gone up to 8.5 million. So if you yeah. took him out and wanted to get him back in, that's going to cost you like half a million extra to, to get onto him. That's my only concern. And I think it's kind of like, like we just know that he can deliver again. And so I think, yes, in the short term, it looks fine to make the switch. But I think what I would try to do is just double up with them, especially when you know that Jod, while Jod is out, um, they've got Diaz. It could be some rotation. I think Salah, Robertson, and Trent is probably just a safe way of going about it. Just get both of them because you know how uh, integral both of them are. I think it could just be a bit of a outcome biasing where he didn't get anything for us. You know, if if he had gotten the assist, if he had got one of Robertson's assists today, I don't think we'd be having as much of the conversation. So, yeah, that's kind of where I stand with it. I think I don't want to put too much doubt in, in TAA. He's one of the best FPL assets we've ever seen. Um, I don't really think I have much else to say in terms of Liverpool. I think we all kind of know it's just it's all, it was all about Salah um, getting the points. Uh, you're right about Leeds. They're looking very woeful. They've conceded now the most goals in the entire season, more than Norwich now. Um, Liverpool are just a juggernaut. So I saw a stat this morning that the top three goal scorers in the Premier League are Salah, Jota and Mane. And the <laughs> top three sisters are Salah, Trent and Robertson. Yeah, it's just crazy. They're just on fire, clicking on all cylinders and attack. So I think maintaining a triple up with them as long as we can is probably going to be a good thing. And we know that they're now going to push City for the title. So Klopp doesn't tend to rotate as much as, say, Pep. So I think we can kind of hold on to Salah Trent. And, you know, your third one, maybe Jotto when he comes back, maybe stick with Robertson. But, um, yeah, I think there's there's no reason to be reconsidering. In terms of making the switch, yeah, uh, I, I don't think I could personally do it. I think it's um, it's just a bit of a scary thought. Um, especially knowing his ownership. He's 46% owned. Um, that's just on the FPL website. Imagine in the top 10K, it's probably like 100%. So it's a, it would be a real, real big move. And I mean, the fix, they've got a double coming up as well. That's the thing. You really want to yep. lose Trent for a double. Yeah. Uh, the fixtures, they're a little bit up and down. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's, you know, after 29 double, it's United, Watford, City. But then the rest of the season after that, you're going to want, you know, Villa, Everton, Newcastle. It's just, yeah. I don't think I'll do it, but it's a 
a man bolder than me might do it and profit, but I won't be one of them. Yeah, no, definitely. I sort of, I just thought I might throw it out there because I saw a lot of chatter on Twitter today saying, is it viable? And I was sort of just thinking, I don't think I'd be able to sleep knowing that, <laughs> that I don't no, have to trade the next so. morning. But, um, yeah, I sort of hope that Liverpool stay in touching distance, uh, distance with City uh, just for the main reason that City might not rotate as much either. And, you know, I really don't want Liverpool to win because – my Liverpool friends, they're just relentless. So I'd yeah, think what's I'd your rather... As a United fan, would you rather City or Liverpool? I'd rather City every day of the week because they stopped yeah. talking about it after about two weeks, but it's been 12 <laughs> months and my Liverpool friends still go, oh, oh, United is shit. What's going on? I was like, mate, come on. How many, if one. they win, will that be their 20th? Yeah, really? it'll be equal. So that's even Oh, one. they'll be all over it. Yeah, I can see where so. you're coming from. I'd be curious if the sentiment is the same for people that live like in England and go for Man United, who they would prefer. Because I would say that the general consensus is um, what Quentin just said, people would prefer Man City to win it over Liverpool. But um, I'd be curious to know... Uh, in England, if that that's the same sentiment of Man United supporters. Well, I have an English mate um, that's a United fan, and he he says the same thing. He said mm. that the thing that makes Liverpool such a big rival for us is the fans. Just eighty percent of them are just relentless. So. Yeah, yeah, I can see that happening as well. Like I think City obviously only more recently became a, a bit of a powerhouse, but Liverpool and Manchester United go way further back. So I can imagine that. That rivalry is way, way deeper. Yeah, I mean, I might, I might get some hate emails from our actual men, Man United fans in England saying, mate, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, not too many of us to this. <laughs> no, we'll the Brownhill okay. love, the Liverpool love, they're going to hate you. Mate, and then they'll probably tune into our early episodes where I spoke about McLean and they'll just never listen to the podcast. <laughs> <again, so>. um, <laughs> well, we might get on to the next game, which is Southampton 2 0 to Everton. Um, I might touch on Southampton first. I sort of thought it was a good return for Livramento. I know he did come off um, the bench. He hasn't – I mean, he's trying to get match fitness back, but he looked amazing, got the got the assist and came pretty close to scoring off a header as well. So I think he is nailed, but I'm just seeing a lot of people coming out saying that once uh, – is it Perraud? Uh, I think that's how you pronounce his name. I'm pretty Perraud, sure yeah. Yeah, uh, that he could just slide back into that team and then Livramento goes to the bench. But I just I just don't see it happening. I just think Livramento, he was nailed before he got injured. So I don't really think that they're going to keep him on the bench. But, I mean, I'm not 100% sure. But I'm pretty confident that Livramento will start as long as he's fit. I think he offers a lot of upside as well. I always talk about when looking at fullbacks, they're not my favourite position. But you always want to target the players that have the attacking upside because the attacking upside defenders have a, a decent floor compared to just the ordinary defenders. So, you know, you're not just getting them in for a clean sheet. You're getting them in because they're going to be involved in attack. So I think he's a decent option. Uh, I think Broha, again, looked good. Didn't get the goal, but just like this week and last week, he just looks like he's always going to score when he makes those runs into the box. He just... He's just so dominant on the ball. So I really think that I guess there's a lot of people talking about Adams, but I still think uh, Broja is the best uh, option up front there. And 
in terms of Everton, they're just so inconsistent. They'll play good one week and you think, oh, let's get on. And then the next week they just shit the bed again. So I think um, out of Everton, I'm only looking at Richarlison and slash DCL, but I'm sort of leaning towards Richarlison for their run if um, they can get their, get their shit together. But, you know, at the moment they're just too inconsistent for me to look at. Um, what did you think, Demo? Yeah, so for mine, I'm very, very curious uh, in terms of Southampton, the next five. So if you have a look at their run, they got Norwich, then the double, Villa and Newcastle, then Watford, then Burnley, then Leeds. So they're playing teams in and around that sort of bottom six um, sides. Uh, if Liveramento can, can, you know, stay in the team, uh, I would have, like, I've looked, I've, he's, been in my side pretty much all season. But for anyone that doesn't have him, I think he's going to be a great asset the next, you know, the next five, especially with the double as well. And I can see myself starting him um, in the next five games. Uh, And so basically, you know, the, the other thing was, I think in the differentials, pretty sure I mentioned Adams last week and that's his third, um, you know, his third return. Uh, in a row, I believe it is. So, uh, you know, obviously, you know, as you sort of said, Broha didn't get the return, but he's been looking ominous and dangerous. But Adams keeps ticking over. So, um, yeah, so I would have to say uh, uh, your best asset in terms of um, Southampton is probably going to be Livramento. But, um, yeah, wouldn't go past Adams if, if you want a sneaky uh, differential as well. Uh, how about yourself, uh, Aman? Yeah, I don't think I've got too much more to add there. I think Adams and Burial is a bit of an interesting conundrum, but I think the majority of people would just go for Burial because he's just a nice price. Adams is, I think, 6.9, which is a little bit of mm. money to pay. I think Burial kind of fits that bill very nicely. The rotation of fullbacks, Livermento and Perrault, will be interesting. I've just seen an article that Perrault's back in training now for Southampton, so hopefully we get some kind of an update in press conferences that's really going to dictate, I think, you know, what fullback you want to jump on. Otherwise, you can consider Carl Walker-Peters. He's looked real good in the last few weeks as well. So I think if you, I think he's got a little bit more security about him. So What's if you want to pay a little bit extra. That? So Walker-Peters is 4.8 and the Mentor is 4.3. So there oh. is a bit of a decent price difference. So you would be paying quite a bit for it. So obviously, I think ideally you just go for Livermento. Um, that's a nice bench price you can keep on the bench. Although the games coming up, as Damon mentioned, they're really nice. You probably want to play him a lot of that. And I feel Southampton at home are pretty good defensively. Like, I mean, Everton didn't have a single shot on target. Uh, I'm not considering anyone from Everton, really. They're just looking terrible at the moment. Southampton do have that you know, good run. You know, James Ward-Prowse as well in your midfield. You know, he's going to be ever-present. He won't miss a game. Uh, you know, the set piece is obviously unbelievable. He's had a really good run recently as well. So definitely someone that you can consider. I just find that the points are a little bit, they're just hard to predict, right? Because most of his points will come from set pieces. Um, yeah. That can happen against anyone, you know. So, but he has had a good stretch. So just looking from game week 17, so around the last, you know, eight-ish or nine games, he's got 9, 13, 9, 7, 6, 2, 11, 2, and 4. And that yep. four pointer came without a single attacking return. It was just purely bonus points because he was creating that many chances. So yep. he's had a good run recently. Uh, that's for sure. So I think you can take the punt because the fixtures are good. You know, you can leave him in there. 
until like game week 31 and he'll probably do well for you, probably get you a couple of goals, a couple of assists in that time. So I, I like him as a bit of a, a bit of a differential from Southampton as well. No, 100%. And it is starting to, the template's starting to go um, towards that top-notch strategy. So taking funds from everywhere and just putting it all in the middle, just having a nice little top-knot there inside. We had the mullet beginning of the season, big at the back, and now we've gone to the top, not bigger than middle. <laughs> That's it, mate, and uh, maybe a little ponytail at the back of the top knot. But I uh, might get on to the next fixture, which was Man City and Spurs. Um, our friend of the pod, Matt Day, he's he was t- telling me about the record of Spurs against Man City. It doesn't matter how Spurs are playing. Whenever they play Man City, they seem to turn up and, you know, they turned up massively. Kane and Son both had great games, could have even had more goals than they got. I think it was a weird one for me because I sort of thought, you know, Spurs hadn't been playing like they showed this game. I just didn't think they'd come out and do what they did, but I thought they were amazing. Uh, Man City, I thought they were they were good. Um, I sort of looking at probably Sterling slash Mara is a bit of a, a problem for me this week just because I've had a, a massive love affair with Sterling this year. So it's going to take a lot of guts for me not to go him on my wild card this week. But Mara's just when he starts, he just looks amazing. So I definitely will have at least one of or two of Kane or probably not Kane so I don't have the money, but I'll at least have Sun slash Sun Mares, so either maybe two of the three, either Sun Mares or Sterling, uh, in my wild card, definitely be looking at them. I think Sun at the moment's in there as a placeholder for um Salah this week, and then obviously I think I'm going to look at getting Bruno in. So definitely Bruno will come out for Salah, but you know I think Sun and Mares is there at the moment, but I've got the money to go to Sterling instead of Mares. But just one of those things I'll be looking at. Um, outside of that, I thought um, Cancelo was probably unlucky not to get a return. He did everything but score. So it was a it was a frustrating watch slash exciting watch to me just because he got so many chances and got in great positions but just couldn't get the the return this week, which a lot of people did get Cancelo out um, on either their wild cards or um, taking a sort of a punt for the weeks, which, you know, worked out massively for them. Outside of that, I didn't really look at too much. What about you, Demo? Yeah, so I've already sort of touched on Spurs a, a fair bit, so I'll got to skip them. But in terms of um, Man City assets, uh, I've sort of got the same conundrum you. I'm not on wild cards. I'm not sort of looking per se for Man City assets yet, but I know sooner or later I'd want to have at least one Man City asset on my side. And so it's sort of do you go the tried and, you know, the tried and true Sterling, uh, that little bit more expensive, or do you go, you know, the, the Razzler, the, uh, you know, Mares, uh, who, you know, on his day could be, you know, if not better than Sterling. So, but you've got that risk of uh, rotation or benching with him. So, um, yeah, it is a bit of a conundrum and uh, it's one that I'll sort of, I, I don't have as much, um, I've got a bit more time than yourself to sort of decide on that. But, um, but yeah, it's one that I will be watching with uh, to see which way you go and uh, on your wild card and, and then, uh, yeah, then sort of go from there. 
What do you think, Imani? Are you looking at um, getting in at Mares or Sterling this week for your free hit? Oh, definitely. They've got the best underlying stats of the City options um, on a minutes per expected goal involvement basis just because they're playing first forward. Um, both of them kind of have been sharing penalties, although Mares has been taking the majority of them. Uh, Sterling's just got amazing upside. He plays close to the box. He generally will be there for those kind of tap-ins, poacher goals, which is exactly what you want. So free hit, they're the two best city midfielders in my opinion. Foden has just looked a little bit off it um, in the last few game weeks, and there's a bit of a social media video going around as well, where how, you know we can't really say for sure how that's affected him. But I think if we get any kind of, I mean, Pep's not the best in his press conferences, but any indication of Myers and Sterling, I have a good feeling that they would play, and yeah. they would be my top two midfielders for sure. Like Myers for eight point seven is just great value. The benefit of a free hit is that you can kind of work around with your budget to fit in someone like Sterling as well. We, I mean, we haven't even spoken about De Bruyne. The problem with De Bruyne is that at twelve million, it's a lot of it's a lot more to be paying. And I just think Sterling's, yeah. you know, one point three million cheaper. I think he's more likely to get you a goal. De Bruyne will get you more of those. He will take more of those pot shots from outside the box, and we know that he can obviously deliver on those. But uh, Sterling would give me the the biggest confidence of give me an immediate return. I think for this game week. Um, and we know that he can deliver hat tricks. Um, he's done that just recently as well. But yeah, it was it was very scary on my wild week card. That um, I got him out. It was um. Oh, sorry, man. I didn't, want, I didn't mean to bring it up and um, rip, <laughs> you know, rip up old wounds. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. It was um, one of those things. It was good to see because it it sort of knows that uh, it makes me feel good because my radar was on. But just uh, doesn't make you feel good when I got him out that week. I think I got Salah in, which was a smart move. But at the same time, Salah blinked and. Sterling just just went on an Tore absolute massive run. Rough, yeah, <laughs> absolutely rough. So, but anyway, yeah. um, moving on to the next game, which is Leeds and Man United. Um, this started off good for us, and then I think, I don't know what happened, but we went to two all, and I was just getting uh, Southampton vibes all over again where we're nearly going to lose this game. But thanks to Sancho and Bruno, you know, we got over the line. I was very disappointed in this game because I did have Rashford and Dallow and I sort of was pretty confident Rashford would start just because he did um, get rested the previous game but then obviously got a, was on the bench again this game. So it, it wasn't good for me but as I said to um, a couple of mates, you know, it didn't bother me too much because we did get the results. So at the end of the day, we got the three points. That's all that matters. FPL can take a back seat but... I sort of think Sancho, Bruno, it's going to be a bit of a decision this week. I know Bruno is more nailed than Sancho. I don't think there's any rotation risk with um, Bruno at all. But it is quite a problem to have because Sancho just looks amazing at the moment. So a quite big uh, price difference as well, sort of like almost similar to like a Sterling versus Mares type thing. But, you know, I think if you have one of the two this week or even if you want to do the double up on a free hit, I think Watford look like they could leak goals this week. But I think outside of them, not really looking at anyone else, I don't think Ronaldo is going to be on my radar. I think he could possibly get rested this week because Cavani's back um, training. So there's a fair chance that um, Ronaldo might start on the bench and uh, Cavani gets the nod. But we'll have to see closer to... Um, lockout but outside that I'm not really looking at anyone else what about you Damo yeah I'm, I'm actually not and I'm not you know taking the piece here but I'm actually not looking at any man you know man United assets um 
Like obviously, if you're sort of on free hit or, um, you know, obviously this week is a good week for Man United assets given they do play Watford. But after that, it's, um, it is a bit of a tough run for, for you guys. You know, you got Man City, you got Tottenham, you got Liverpool the next three after that. And then obviously you got Leicester, which you, uh, Leicester are great this season. But those three sort of worry me for Man United. So I wouldn't necessarily, um, want to invest in Man United assets for the sort of long term for the next five to six. So, not really looking at them since um, I'm not going to be using any sort of any chips in this period. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's pretty much uh, me. How about yourself, uh, uh, Aman? Yeah, I think it's probably this will be the last week that most people will be holding on to their United assets because of that tough run coming up in the next few few weeks. Uh, the Santo versus Fernandez debate, I think, will be the main one for people on a free hit. Uh, I mean, you, you mentioned that Ronaldo could get a rest. If that was the case, I'd be much more likely to go with a Bruno if you can stretch to it just because he'll probably likely, likely be on penalties. And we know that he generally does perform better without Ronaldo in the team. So he would be my preference. But I would be okay going down to a Sancho if you, your budget couldn't allow for it just because Sancho has looked very good recently and their underlying stats actually in the last six game weeks are very similar. So I don't think there's actually yeah. that much of a difference between them. Um, but I would say, for example, I kind of gave this example previously on my um, team selection video I just put out earlier. I'd be much more willing to compromise, say, on going from Bruno down to Sancho compared to, say, if I had to sacrifice Sterling down to Mahrez on, say, a free hit. I would much rather yeah. want to hold on to, say, both Mahrez and Sterling. And if I meant I had to go from Bruno to Sancho, I'd be fine with that. That's kind yeah, of how 100%. I see it. So I think, yeah, like Sancho's looked really good. He'd likely get you the assists. Um, Bruno's obviously your chief creator, so he'll always be likely for assists. But, uh, yeah, it's a good fixture against Watford. I think there's potentially uh, goals in that for United. I can see that being like a 2-1. Maybe not overly high scoring, but, you know, even in two, two goals, you can see Bruno and Sancho both being involved. Um, I wouldn't look at any of the defenders. I just don't really trust your defense. Sorry, Q, yeah. that much. No, nah, mate. It's, um, uh, it's, just, it's just, um, slab head yeah. at the back there. Oh, Maguire, you can't really trust just, too I just much. can't just can't have faith in them, I think. So definitely, I mean, if you've got like a De Gea, I, w- I would just stick it out, you know, for the one week. He can get you save points at least. But, I mean, like on a free hit originally, I was thinking about going with a Dallow, but... Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, he didn't play in the Champions League. And I think when Saka came on for, was it Lindelof, who was playing at right back? So it just seems a bit bit of an odd one. I can't quite put the finger on, you know, is Dallow um, going to play? And then I, I don't think I'd want to spend that much for Maguire or Shaw for a free hit. So I'm just kind of going to stay away. I think Bruno or Sancho, maybe a double up if you're brave, but I'd much rather double up on Man City midfielders instead. So, yeah, that, that's kind of where I sit with the United assets at the moment. No, hundred percent. If I if I was bleeding out and I was relying on Man United defense to save me, I'd probably just bleed out. (laughs) (laughs) That's my opinion of our defense. Unless it was David De Gea, he might have a chance to save me. But outside David De Gea, I wouldn't be looking at anyone else. Um, Might go on to the the last fixture, which is Wolves and Leicester. Might just touch on Leicester first. I sort of thought Tillman's looked. He's looked decent now a couple of games in a row. He's looking a bit more advanced than what Madison's been. So he had the five shots, had 80 touches, which, you know, sometimes doesn't tell the full story, but he was getting in good positions. And he was also on corners as well, which 
you know, they haven't been great offset pieces scoring, but, you know, when you get in on corners, you're giving yourself a bit more upside. Um, sort of thought that when Madison come on, Tillman still did play high, but they did interchange a little bit. But it's going to be sort of a watch for me because I think it might be week 30 or week 29 um, that their fixtures aren't too bad. So I'll sort of be spending the next few weeks just kind of looking to see if Tillman continues to play high or whether it's just been sort of like a one-off type thing. So definitely think those are two assets worth looking at for sort of 30, 31, sort of a bit past then. But in terms of Wolves, a lot of people are tripling up in their defense, but for me, Saar, I think, is the best option for me. I, a lot of people are looking at Pope, which I understand the double game week, but outside the double game week, if you had to tell me which goalkeeper you're going to keep for the rest of the year, if you're wildcarding this week, it would be Saar for me because against the harder sides, he's getting save points. But then I think it might be after week 30 to 38, their fixtures are actually pretty decent. And and you know yourself, um, their defense has been pretty good this year. So, you know, there's a high chance for clean sheets. And when they do keep the clean sheets, it's usually getting save points and then bonus points. So you're looking at a, a chance to get to the double-digit returns. Like at worst, usually most weeks, I think I touched on it last week on the pod, 13 out of the last 23 games, he's received save points and he's ranked second in bonus points behind Ramsdale by one point. So definitely a lot of upside there. If I was looking at a second defensive asset, I actually like the look of Aiton Nori, got in good positions, played quite high, and um, was probably unlucky not to get an assist. He did put some pretty dangerous balls into the box, but obviously Wolves aren't known for sort of scoring lots of goals, so they didn't sort of get on the end of it. But I think if you are looking at a bit of upside, I think it, his price, I think he might be 4.4. I think he's definitely worth looking at. But outside of that, not really looking at too many people. What about you, Demo? Yeah, so I'm not really really looking at anyone um, across these two, uh, these teams. But um, I know we mentioned on the pod last week Jimenez. Uh, potentially, see, potentially some Wolves assets because I believe they don't blank at all. So, um, you know, whether it's Jimenez, Semedo, Aitnuri, um, one or two of them, but it's at the moment uh, neither side sort of fills me with any sort of confidence. Um, yeah, so how about yourself, Amar? Well, as someone who's just wild-carded in three Wolves players, I'm a bit disappointed by the sentiment <laughs> from both of you guys. <laughs> Not overly confident. No, it's more is it just a thing that because Wolves are one of the only teams that will cover you for both mm. game week 27, a double, 28, and 30. It's a good fixture against Leeds. So it just kind of fit the, fit the purpose. I mean, I have got him in as Kilman and Saiz. Um, I opted to stick with Ramsell, but I do agree with Q that so probably is the best option from Wolves, but I didn't see the reason to swap from Ramsdale. So uh, I went with the two defenders instead and was hoping for just, you know, Saez and Kilman for maybe some set-piece threat um, against yeah. Leicester. It didn't quite happen. But, um, I mean, defensively, yeah, the game didn't look the best. I mean, they have got a tendency to... I think they've actually been under overperforming, excuse me, their kind of expected goals conceded. And that's mainly due to Saab because he's been on fire this season. So they do have a tendency, I think, to ship shots, um, but have still been able to keep things pretty tight at the back. But, yeah, I mean, I have got Jimenez. I'm glad that he got an assist, but he's been 
I'm not expecting huge things from him. I'm hoping he just kind of ticks along and then will yep. be serviceable. And then, you know, after the kind of game week 32 period, when the nice run fixtures ends, just to, I'll flick him on to the next person. But he's just, they're kind of just serving a purpose at the moment. Um, yep. And Leicester, Madison, Tielemans. I have seen actually that Vardy could potentially be back actually for the Burnley fixture. So that would definitely yep. be, you know, if you could get early on Vardy, then that could be an interesting one. I mean, the forwards, we know, have been struggling for a long time. So, you know, if you've got, say, if you're with Kane, after the kind of, you know, the the next couple of fixtures where Spurs are pretty nice, you could maybe make a switch to Vardy if he's back. I mean, he's still sitting, I think, somewhere in the top 10 forwards in terms of total points, and he hasn't played. He's played one game in uh, 20, and after his previous game before that was game week 15, and he's still sitting in the top 10 forwards for point scoring. That kind of just tells you everything I think you need to know. So Vardy could be someone I think we consider. You're not looking at anyone from de- defensively. They've been yeah. so poor at the back. So, yeah, that's kind of where I stand, I think, with the, the, the Wolves and Leicester guys. No, definitely. If you do like twos, definitely would look at getting in a uh, Leicester defensive asset because that's the best you're going to be getting. I will have one this week by the look of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're only... sitting firmly on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> the only upside that I've ever seen is like Pereira, but that's only when they were sort of looking like keeping it clean at the moment. That looks like a distant memory. They'd probably have a good as chance at keeping cleans as Man United do at the moment. So definitely um, no upside there. Um, I sort of, I like the shout of Vardy because depending on how he looks when he comes in with sort of the likes of Tillemans and Madison behind Vardy, you know, they linked up quite well when he was playing. So definitely I think he's one for the watch list. I might just get uh, everyone's predictions for the Arsenal Wolves game tomorrow. I'm, I'm thinking it could possibly be a nil or or a very low scoring game. So I might just go the nil or because that's what helps me the most. What about you, Damon? Um, see, it's a tough one because I, I, I think, yeah, I'm going to go a score a score draw. So I'm going to go one all, one all. What about you, Aman? No, I'm sticking with what I said before. I think it's a, it'll be a 1-0. One 1-0 nil. One nil to Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I, I genuinely believe that. I'm not, I'm not just saying that as an Arsenal fan. I think we can keep it tight at the back and um, just nick one. Hopefully Lacazette is probably my biggest differential on my team. Um, so, yeah, I'd say one, I'll say 1-0 to Arsenal. Yeah, no, I, I just don't think Wolves offer too much in attack. And if they don't take their chances, I just don't think they're going to get too many against Arsenal. So it's going to be one of those games, if they don't take their chances early, I just could see them either both teams not scoring or Arsenal just scoring and Wolves scoreless. So good for me. I have Ramsdale as um my bench, keeper for my bench boost. So I'll be happy either way. Uh, I might get on to our differentials. Uh, last week, I sort of had Saar down as a, a shout for this week and the Saar-Ramsdale double. So, so far, it's only netted me a small amount of points. So, I won't know the full outcome till tomorrow. But looking at week 27, I've put down target from Newcastle. You know, they've got they've got Brentford this week and they have a, a pretty decent double in 28. So, this week, I sort of mentioned how with um, Trippier out that he was on corners. He got quite high, got lots of touches. So I think going forward, I think their fixtures at the moment for the double, uh, Newcastle are going to have uh, Brighton and they've got Southampton. So 
I think one of the two fixtures there, they can keep a clean sheet. And I'm just hoping that Chris Wood uh, brings his shooting boots and shooting head so Target can get across in and he scores off it and everyone will be cheering that gets on Target. But, you know, 4.7, I think he's a decent enabler, especially for this week if you're doing free hits. What about you, Damo? Yeah, so for me, it's I think it's all about the Burnley assets. So for me, Ben Mee, um, you know, great returns already in the double. Um, and obviously they have the other, du- they, they have another double coming up. No, oh, you know, next game, uh, next game. And, uh, I fully expect, so big horse at the moment is 4.7 owned. So, but I fully expect him to be in and around about 10% owned, um, in the next couple of weeks. So, uh, yes, that's pretty much mine, uh, for this week. How, uh, about yourself, Man? Yeah, so I think my pick will probably be um, a Southampton player just because I really like that Norwich fixture and I think that Southampton have been looking really good in the last few game weeks. So I'm going to say uh, KWP. I was originally thinking of JWP, but I think I'll go for the defender. I've got Carl Walker-Peters. He's 0.9% owned, so super differential. Um, I think the chance of a clean sheet is good and if he can even just nick an assist, I might be talking myself into just punting on him on the free hit as well. So I'm going to say Carl Walker-Peters. I actually think he's a good shout for the free hit because it's only one week and lowly owned and there's going to be a lot of templates for the free hit. And so I think just even just chucking in one play that's a differential, I think could help you get over the line because, you know, you might be scoring the same points as everyone else that's doing the free hit, but then that extra sort of return from Cole Walker-Peters could be the difference between you jumping a few, few thousand this week or dropping a few thousand. So he might get into players to watch. I'll just root down Richarlison. I don't, I don't really rate Everton at the moment, but they do have decent fixtures. Um, I think it might be week thirty they start. So I'll be looking at Richarlison just to see whether they get their stuff together or whether they're just going to stay how they are at the moment. But I'm sort of backing them to sort of turn it around. What about you, Demo? Yeah, so for me, I'm sort of uh, same as Aman in terms of the plays play to watch, and uh, that's Livramento for me. Um, with uh, Southampton's good fixtures, you just can't go past, uh, you know, one one or two Southampton uh, players at the moment. I think Livermento will be the one for me. What about you, Mark? Yeah, for me, it's actually going to go a little bit left field. So, probably Madison. I know he's not the biggest differential, but I haven't really actually been watching too many Leicester games. This is actually for myself to keep an eye on as well, just because <laughs> the fixtures are not bad. Um, they have still got, three games to remake, uh, to rearrange. Two of them are Everton and Norwich. So given that they have got pretty decent run of games and we've seen the Premier League throw in random double game weeks, you know, different to what, kind of what most people were expecting. So just being able to nail that Leicester asset, I think Madison, you ha- I think you, you had Madison for the past of the season. I think you were doing very well for you by, from, from memory. So yeah, um, no, yeah Madison, yeah he, yeah, he had a bit of a stretch where he was getting like, double-digit returns like every week. So I think he'll be someone I'll keep an eye on just in case if there is a, you know, a sudden kind of, you know, Leicester double, then I can kind of, you know, I have a bit more confidence being able to jump on him. So, yeah, I would say, say Madison. Yeah, no, definitely. I think he's one, one to watch. I'm sort of just hoping that he goes back to that more advanced role until him and sort of drops deeper, but it'll be one to watch. Um, next up, we've got shit the bed segment. For me, Everton assets just shut the bed this week. They, you know, Southampton have been playing good, but definitely expected a lot better from Everton this week. And anyone who had, I think a few people had DCL this week and he just 
just yeah didn't really do too much. So definitely massive disappointment. What about you, Demo? Yeah, it's only taken twenty six game weeks, but uh, I am putting West Ham firmly in the shit the bed. <laughs> I think I, I think I've had Man United or Man United players probably what uh, fifteen out of. <laughs> No, oh, mate, come on. 26, but no, I am putting West Ham uh, assets firmly in the shit the bed uh, segment. And all I want to say is, where's the points? Like, where are the points? West Ham, come on. Where are the points? Uh, oh, make me look bad. Man United, mate, that's where the points are. <laughs> uh, how about yourself, Abad? Um, I'll say Villa, uh, you know. A 1-0 loss to Watford. So anyone who wildcarded Dean, Ramsey, Coutinho did nothing for you. Um, so that would have been a bit of a discouraging performance from your newly acquired assets. So yeah, I'll say Villa. Yeah, no, definitely a good candidate there. It was pretty disappointing to see the scoreline 1-0 to Watford. And I was just, you know, shitbagging Watford saying, you know, they're, just, they're back to old Watford where get your assets in. And um, yeah, somehow managed to disable all Villa assets this week. <laughs> Yep. I might get on to the next section, which is mailbag questions. So the first one we got is, given the non-free hitters some hope, do you see any players that have been sold en masse by them for C giving returns? Um, it's an interesting one. It's it's one week you, you, you think you've got it figured out, and then you're just completely wrong. But I think a few people getting players out, I think I saw – People getting out uh, Cancelo. I think this week, actually, the people are going to be getting Cancelo back in if they're free hitting. But I think people that – there was a few free hitters last week that got Cancelo out. And, yeah, I think that, you know, this week he's going to massively return. I think there are a few people getting out United assets this week to sort of uh, triple up on or double up on Spurs assets, um, triple up on um, City assets. So I think people that are getting out the – the Man United players, I think they might um, be punished. What about you, Dana? Yeah, so if I look at um, – I'm just actually just on the, the website and having a look at who the top sort of five, six uh, assets that have been uh, shipped out. So it's uh, Jota, St. Max, both injured, uh, won't burn you. Uh, then there's Antonio, Regulian, and um, Salah. Obviously – Liverpool don't play this week, so I understand the sentiment of why people are sort of shipping out Salah. But uh, I think the the burn might come with uh, if people don't realise that um, to buy him back, you know, and my, he might cost one or two extra million. Uh, the burn not, might not be next week, but it might actually come the week after when you can't bring Salah back in. Yeah. Um other than that, I can't see too many other players that will burn you um, on this list. Obviously, uh, you know, basically a lot of the list uh, is uh, Liverpool and Arsenal and, you know, they're not playing this week. So, um, yeah, like uh, I can't see too many too many um, burning you uh, this week other than if... Um, you know, people that sort of go from Salah to Sun this week, is, which is probably going to be pop, uh, a popular move. If, you, yeah. if you're not captaining a double game week player this week in Burnley, um, the most logical move will be Salah to Sun and captaining him since he plays Leeds. So, um, yeah, so that's that's sort of how I can answer that question. Um, how about yourself, Aman? 
Um, I would look at Jared Bowen. So, I mean, so many people sold him on wildcard. Um, obviously, we've just been pretty negative on West Ham throughout this pod. But, you know, Bowen did hit the post and could have returned. Yeah, we can't ignore the form that he's been in. So, even though West Ham as a team haven't looked the best, Bowen, you know, we know that he can just – we'll just cut in on his left and he'll shoot if he can. So, I mean, it's a home fixture to Wolves. Yeah, uh, I don't see maybe that game going West Ham's way just because I feel like Wolves will just sit in and I don't think that suits West Ham. They like playing a bit more on the counter. But Bowen, he's been in good form. So I could see Bowen being someone who will still have a relatively decent ownership, but he's definitely getting sold. So, you know, I don't see any free hit teams with Bowen, but a lot of the teams who weren't free hit will probably kill uh, carry him. So I could yeah. see Bowen kind of fitting that mould. Um, I can't really think of too many others because you kind of mentioned that the ones who would really burn you are like Liverpool and Arsenal and then they're not even playing this week. So Bowen is probably the one I would say. Yeah, no, 100%. I sort of, I'm looking at him my own team going, you know, I could get him out, but just, yeah, I just don't think I'd want to be going into a game week not having him in knowing what he can do. He's sort of like a a cheaper, a cheaper Mo seller at the moment. <laughs> so yeah, very brave people getting him out. So... Um, yeah, I'd, for me, I, I wouldn't be getting him out. But, I mean, there are a lot of people that are sort of doing the free hits and sort of trying to double up on um, Manchester City midfielders and then also going Kane and Son. So, obviously, you need to cut money somewhere and usually it's most people getting him out. So, But we'll see how it goes, you know. Those people could be rewarded again, like the people that got Cancelo out this uh, game week, um, sort of I was thinking, you know, absolutely silly and then Cancelo blanked and, People got Robertson in who absolutely hoards, so be one to watch. Um, everyone is blowing their wild card beans early, and I'm seeing most Chelsea players ignored. If you can limp through until 29, is it worth holding the wild card to finish strong? Um, see, it's it's a bit difficult with Chelsea because outside Rudiger, Reese James, you know, isn't back, um, not full fit fully fit. Um, Ziyech was looking good, but then he's got the injury cloud. Mason Mount's coming back from injury. Lukaku is just being Lukaku, just not really relevant. And then you've got Pulisic, who inconsistent habits, you know, not consistent either. So it's one of those things where it's more of a just waiting to see for Chelsea. And probably 29 is probably the best week to sort of target them because you're going to get a decent sample size week 28, especially if they get the double game week, which could obviously force a few people into um, going early on their Chelsea assets instead of waiting to 29. But I think if your side's decent for 28, you can sort of wait till 29 to do your wild card. But for me, I've activated it this week. So I'm sort of, at the moment, I've got Rudiger on my bench um, ready to come into week 28. But uh I've left myself a bit of flexibility and whether I can move to a Chelsea asset or not, but at the moment I probably won't be having any. What about you, Damo? Yeah, so for me, I think um, that's exactly my strategy uh, in terms of sort of holding off on the wild card as sort of late as possible. So uh, I would have to say I'm going to have a few Chelsea assets in my side come sort of that 29.30. So... Um, yeah, so f- for me, it's definitely a viable option. And again, like it really depends on how many chips you do have left. So as I said, in my case, I've got a fair few of my chips um, still up my sleeve. So um, I'm going to try and uh, essentially utilise having those chips by having a little bit of a more differential team sort of 
um, with those sort of Chelsea assets in the back end of the season to um, try and uh, build up the ranks. Uh, how about yourself, Aman? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I think um, probably the reason why Chelsea players are being ignored on like the recent wild card is just that we just don't quite know the best one to go for. And I think most people are kind of prepping for game weeks 28, 29 and 30. I think obviously if you're going to wild card in 27 or 28, then you're definitely going to get some Chelsea players on. I guess the part of the question I thought was interesting was when the person's asked if you can limp through until game week 29, is it worth holding on? I think like, I mean, if your team is like limping, you know, you're kind of just trying to take hits to, you know, cover the patches, but you're trying to hold on to a wild card to finish on. And those are the instances where I would say don't be afraid to pull the wild card early if you need to, because yeah. you just, the it's such a powerful chip, right? Like you can fix all your issues. Like that's kind of what I saw with my team. I had like, I saw double Watford strikers as an issue. I saw um, Martinelli's red card, Jota's injury, at Trossard. So like, I could have taken a, f- a few hits um, and preserved it, but I felt like just use the chip and set myself up. So I think I would just try to emphasize that uh, there is merit in holding on to the wild card, like Damo's strategy. You know, if you want to hold it for, like I say, a late bench boost in the double game week, that's fine. But if your team's in a state where you say you're struggling and you're t- taking hits to kind of cover it up, I wouldn't be afraid to pull it early. Um, and I think, yeah, you're definitely going to target some Chelsea players, I think, from, from 28 onwards on a, on a wild card. Um, I wouldn't even, like, I think we're expecting potentially they get the double in 28. So I'm not even sure if you can even wait until 29Q. You might just have to just take a punt on, I mean, I wouldn't say Rudy is a punt, but if you want to say double up, you might just have to take a punt on maybe another defender like a Thiago Silva uh, or yeah. you go for a midfielder like a, like a Mount if he's fit. It's going to be one of those things where I think you just have to take those punts. Like if you're on, if you're on a wild card, I think you want to try to use that to get ahead. So you might just have to take those punts, but... Yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on that. I think don't necessarily hold it off just for the sake of holding it to finish strong. I think you yeah. can use it to set yourself up for a strong finish using it now as well. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, well, I might talk about my wild card a bit later and talk about our team plans. But next question, we've got Sancho or Bruno for week 27. Um, it's more team dependent for me if you're wanting to double up on the city assets, Kane up front, Son in the midfield. I think that you know, the Sancho is a good shout. But I think if you can, I think Bruno is probably the best option this week. What about you, Demo? Yeah, I agree with you uh, exactly. If, you, if you're if going for the, sort of the, the big hitter um, Tottenham players this week, then it's probably Chet Sancho. Um, but uh, if uh, you're going, you know, just Son, I would say the Son Bruno double up is um, is good too. So it's, again, it's team dependent. I think Bruno does outscore Sancho if that, you know that's any sort of indication. But um, but yeah, it's it's, it's re- very much team dependent. Nah, what about you, man? Yeah, I think in a straight head to head would be uh, Bruno for me. But again, depends if you can fit them in. Uh, Bruno, if you've still got him, you could do like say a Salah to Son and then Bruno out to Salah. In 28, it's a bit of a hokey cokey, uh, but yeah. yeah, for purely head to head, um, I would say Bruno for, for gaming 27. No, nah, definitely. Um, what's a play that you would take a pun on over the next few weeks? Um, I sort of just be boring picks. Um, t- target from um, Newcastle and Aiton Nori from Wolves. I think if you're looking at sort of that fifth sort of defender option or fourth defender option, I really think one of those two could be a decent punt. Newcastle sort of have these all right fixtures for three weeks. So it'd only be sort of a three week punt for Taggart, but 
Uh, eight and Nori, you could get him in there and hold him for, you know, most of the season because he's only worth 4.4 and, you know, it doesn't matter if you leave him on the bench, but just plug him in when they have decent fixtures. What about you, Demo? Uh, for me, like, as I sort of said earlier and I've touched on, for me it's either Burnley or Southampton assets for the next um, few. So, you know, if you don't have already have him, your Livermentos, your, your Ben Mees um, and those, you know, Cornet, if he... Um, uh, he's not injured. Uh, those are the players I'd be sort of targeting in the in in, in this sort of stretch. In, if you're going to have like a little, I know Cornet's not so much of a punt, but um, I'm talking more you you know you bend me and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's 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 mine. How about yourself, Amar? Yeah, I think same. I, I was going to think of a South, Southampton player just because I really like their run of games coming up and their double was pretty nice as well. So yeah, for me, maybe one of the defenders. So your Livermento or um, uh, Carl Capitas, or you can take James Wood Prowse, or in, even the forwards, Broyar or an Adams. So I feel like there's in every position you can take a punt on a Southampton player. So that's probably a team that I would, um, you know, I think there's there are good low owned, cheap assets from there that you could take a punt on. No, hundred percent. Um, this got the next question got sent in uh, early today. I think you saw it, Aman. Um, this person's got a team at the moment. They've got two free hits. They're not sure whether it's worth playing a free hit this week. So. They got Ramsdale who missed this week, Trent Alexander Arnold who missed this week, Gabriel missed this week, uh, Sayers from Wolves, Robertson who will miss this week, Salah who will miss this week, Saka who will miss this week, and they've got Rafinha, Son, Jimenez, uh, the Horse, uh, Me, Foster, Brozier, and Ramsey. So I sort of think that they do the free hit this week and then maybe look at the wild card the week after because they won't have to. Oh, Actually, probably could nearly get away if not playing the wild card the next week as well. So, I think definitely the free hit this week. What about you, Demo? Yeah, I'm the exact same camp. I reckon with the team that they've got, I reckon it's free hit and then um, uh, potentially get away with it and then use the wild card when they need it. What about you, man? Yeah, I'll definitely free at that. I mean, I have noted that he's got players on his bench who are playing. So if you was to swap them all out, you'd get. You could get, uh, I think it's eight players. You'd have Foster, um, you'd have uh, Ben Mee and Sace, Rafinha, Son, Roya, Ramsey, Jimenez and Weghorst. I mean, a few of those players are very common in free hits, don't get me wrong, like Son, Weghorst, Ben Mee. But I think yeah. there's enough there to free hit, especially because he's got two. I think you can definitely use that to maximise it because you have he has got treble Liverpool and treble Arsenal. You're going to want them after game week 27. So... Yeah, that, that's a free hit team to me. No, definitely. Uh, next time we got uh, for not uh, non-free hitters, is it worth a minus four to go seller to Son um, if you don't have any Spurs coverage? For me, I think that's a great move. That was my move before I activated my wild card. So 100%, I think it's a great move. What about you, Demo? Yeah, as I said to you, I think that's going to be the move um, that most people do this week. But as I sort of um, said, it is fraught for that little bit of danger. Um, just make sure you've got enough funds to get Salah back um, uh, the week after. So, yeah, so that I I think it's uh, it's worth it, even for a minus four. What about you, man? Yep, as long as you've got a plan to get Salah back in, uh, I would do it because I think you'll get – you know, you're taking out a non-player for a player who's definitely got a chance of paying that hit back. So as long as you've got an option to get Salah back, even if you have to lose 0.1, you 
uh, I think it's probably worth it, especially if you're not because if you're not free hitting, you want to cover that ownership of Son. His ownership is going to be sky high, so I, I would probably do that. It's a bit of a defensive move, but also lets you capitalize on that good fixture. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Usually, when you're getting a player of that price, you sort of if they're a decent captaincy option, you know, it's it's a good decision. So I'd, I'd see a lot of people captaining Son this week. Um, okay, we might just get on to the guest question. So I'm not sure if um, you listened to the last few pods, but we do a bit of a guest quiz. So you've just got to pick which asset you think has the higher total of fantasy points. So, And you just got to see how many you can get right out, out of five, mate. So are you ready to go? Yep, uh, I promise I'm not looking at the FPL website as well. Uh, I trust you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first one we got Gallagher or Sterling. Ooh, Gallagher must be on 100 plus. Sterling must have been. I'm going to say Sterling. Uh, wrong, Gallagher. 117 points to Sterling, 110 points. Ooh, not, not so. far off. It is a it, it is a hard one because of obviously Sterling's been hauling lately, but then obviously Gallagher early in the season was just on an absolute tear. So sort of like a 50-50 that one. It's sort of hard to pick. Uh, next time we've got Mount or Smith-Rowe. Oh, Smith-Rowe. Uh, that is incorrect. Mount 104 oh points to Smith-Rowe 103 points. So I'm all for this game. <laughs> Well, you're not last at the moment, mate, so you've still got plenty of time to pick it up. <laughs> uh, next time we've got De Bruyne or Ronaldo. Oh. I want to say Ronaldo, actually, because I think I think he got close to 100 points. I don't think De Bruyne's been playing long enough to, to match it. Uh, that's oh. incorrect. De Bruyne on Yeah, I want to sound like points. a fool on this. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, My but goodness. it's it's one of those things where there's only a point in it. So that's why I sort of pick oh, the harder one. <laughs> it's a deliberate uh, ploy to pick ones that are really close. You, than you could have given some easier ones as well, mate. You can't, can't always make it hard. <laughs> mate, you just pop it down, right? <laughs> Next time we got Kane or Zaha. Oh, God. Uh I'm awful at this game. I clearly don't pay enough attention to the FPL points. Uh, Kane did haul recently, but he's been, he hasn't done much apart from that. Uh, my gut says Kane, but my gut's been wrong every other time. But I'll say Kane. Uh, Zaha, 87 to 85. Oh, come on, man. Two points only. It's a punishing game. See, that's that's why I'm the host and I ask the questions because I'd be absolutely woeful at this game as well. Oh, so, mate, this is, this is torture. I might this have is worse than watching Salah triple captain. I might actually let Damo do it one week where he can ask the question and I can guess so um, everyone can have a laugh. <laughs> uh, last say, one. If, if you ever did want to laugh, uh, I think when you uh, went on FPL Juice... Uh, Oh yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was a bit fun. So it's always um, interesting on the other foot. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Uh, last time we got Ramsey or Brozier. Oh lord, uh, Ramsey's been good, eh? Um, yeah, I'm gonna say Ramsey. He's got a couple of big holes in him. Yeah, yes, Ramsey. that's correct, mate. Oh, One thank goodness. Five. So <laughs> yes. you're off the nudie run, mate. <laughs> yep, good. I'm glad I got at least one of them. I can walk nah, out of here right. with a little bit of credibility. <laughs> well, we might get on to our team plans this week. So as I mentioned, um, I've activated the wild card this week just because I was looking at my side. I could have made 
um, a couple of transfers to give myself 11 players, but it just wasn't looking attractive um, in terms of what sides could be put out this week with the free hits. So another defensive move for me, but also, you know, it made a bit of sense just looking forward to the the double fixtures and that heading in. So at the moment I've gone with Sarah in goals and I've got Cancelo, uh, Target, Liveramento, Mares, uh, Bruno, who will become Salah next week. Uh, Captain Son, Bowen, Coutinho, Brozier, Virgil, uh, Weghorst, um, Dennis, Gunn, Rudiger, and Trent Alexander-Arnold. So I'm trying to look. Uh, Target's probably going to be a punt for three weeks, and then he'll probably come out for possibly Tierney. Uh, Livramento, you know, I'll keep him in for a little bit, but eventually he'll turn into Aiton Nori. And then my midfield sort of... The likes of Mares, Bowen, Coutinho, it's going to give me a bit of flexibility to either go Zeech or move across to a Leicester asset. And then up front, obviously, the horse, he'll stay for the double game week, but he can also become the likes of Richarlison or even um, go down to maybe a Pookie for a couple of weeks with their decent fixtures. Or he could possibly go to Ivan Tony for um, sort of that game week 30. So... I've got sort of a few options there. I sort of made it as flexible as possible. So I've got money in a bank where I can sort of go across from Rudiger to Reese James if he's fit, you know. So I'm, I'm trying to make it as flexible as possible so I'm not sort of stranded and having to take minus fours and minus eights to fix my team. But I'm not sure what you guys think about that. Is it a little bit risky or do you think there needs to be sort of at least an Arsenal asset in there at the moment? Uh, you, you can take this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would probably think of trying to get at least one just because the fixtures are good. And I think if you are wildcarding, I'm guessing you're going to try to avoid free hitting in Game Week 30. Is that correct? Uh, I don't have any free hits. This is my last chip. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you're going to have to make sure that you can cover off Game Week 30 then without having too many issues. So, I mean, yeah, I would try to get one. Like Someone like Saka is nice and not too expensive. Uh, even though he blanks, again, because he's cheap, you can probably bench him or even one of the defenders as well. And that's that's the problem with a wildcard 27. It's a bit tricky now. You're going to have to try and navigate these blanks for Liverpool and Arsenal, but knowing that they've got a double in um, 29 that you might want and Arsenal themselves cover 30. So I think for a wildcard, because that's now going to be your longer term, a team that you're going to set yourself up for longer term, I would try to get an Arsenal player. And we have got good fixtures for the rest of the season. So I'll just try to pull up the fixtures, but from memory, yeah. they're quite good. And yeah, I don't I think, think we play Manchester City or Liverpool again this season. Um, we actually we might play Liverpool, but I can't quite remember. But um, yeah, it's a good run. So I would try to get one Arsenal player, I think, at least one. I was looking at maybe going Lacazette up front. So it's just one of those things. It's if if I keep Bowen or whether I get Bowen out and just play maybe a Saka for three to four weeks and then maybe look at Bowen. So... Yeah, definitely be. I think, um, I'll do that. I think yeah, I think I would do that just because I think the the I think West Ham as a team probably not look encouraging Arsenal maybe a little bit better. I think the fixtures in the short term plus the doubles means I think there is enough upside to go with Saka over Bowen, and then you can always revisit that in game week thirty one. Say when Arsenal have covered the blank, you know if you want to go back into Bowen, you can. So yeah. that's kind of how I would do it. I don't I don't think you want to be booking in too many moves on a wild card. Uh, 
yeah, that's probably how I'd play that. I, I think I would try to, I mean, obviously a bit of bias because I did do it myself, but <laughs> I think I would try to get rid of, I think I probably would get rid of Bowen for Saka. Yeah, and then just try nah. to open the team so you have got a suitable bench replacement for this week. No, nah, there'll be uh, definitely, um, I'll be up to probably midnight, I'd say tomorrow night, <laughs> making about a <laughs> hundred different transfers. Um, what are you looking at for this week, Demo? Yeah, so for me, I think it's full steam ahead with uh, Burnley, so um, might even take a minus four <laughs> and get myself three Burnley assets so I can have uh, three uh, three double players um, come this game week. So I'm just hoping that Cornet pulls up and uh, he'll be my third. So obviously, oh, I've got... Brownhill, mate. Brownhill. I was just going to say <laughs> you're not getting you're not thinking about Brownhill. No, no, definitely not. No, no, no. So I've, at, at the moment, obviously, I've got Weg Horse, uh, where we're hosting my team already. Um, definitely think it'll be me um, as the second Burnley. And then obviously, um, keep a keen eye on the uh, presses. And if Corne will play, I uh, he'll be my third. So, yeah, so do that. And um, hopefully, that pays off for me. No, well, you're being warned, mate. Brownhill will not forgive you when you return. <laughs> what about you, Oman? <laughs> yeah, so um, because I wildcarded, I knew that I was going to free hit in 27 because I trebled up on Liverpool and Arsenal. So I've activated the free hit. Team is very, very template to what you're going to see on Twitter. So if I just quickly read it out, so I've got Pope uh, with a double, Cancelo, Livermento, and Ben Mee with a double. Um, Sterling, Myers, Son, Fernandez, and then up front I've got Broya, the horse, Weghorst, and Kane. And the bench is nothing to speak of because it's dirt cheap just to try to afford all those premiums. Uh, like we're talking Gilmore, Amati, Brandon Williams level of a bench. So I have thought yeah, about maybe trying to, yeah, trying to rejig the team so that maybe the first sub is a little bit better just because I have got three Man City players. You just don't know Pep, what he's going to do. So I have thought about that a little bit. I mean, uh, yeah. I three, think Williams three the, wouldn't be too yeah. bad as the first sub anyway. Like, you get your two points. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking as well. Just the two points might be fine. So I might just I might just run with that. I mean, to be honest, I think there's only really um, three decisions I've left on this on this three-year team. So firstly, that Southampton defender. Do I want to go with Livermento? Or if it seems a bit uncertain if he's going to start, do I go instead with, say, like a Bednarek, who's only 0.1 more expensive, but probably nailed on, or try to get up to a Carl Walker-Peters, yeah. um, which I can do. I'd have to downgrade Ben Mee to Connor Roberts instead, which is fine, I think. Um, yeah. So that's kind of like, it's either Connor Roberts and Carl Walker-Peters, or Livermento and Ben Mee. So yeah. my initial thought was Ben Mee, just because he's got the better set-piece threat, so I might stick with that. And then the last decision is actually captain. So we probably get onto a bit of a captaincy chat as well. So at the moment, I've got the captain on Weghorst and yep. the vice on Pope. But looking yep. at what Pope's done the last two double game weeks, he's got 19 and then 13. And so I think the floor for him is at least a six or seven pointer, like a three, four, a three pointer and a four pointer, even if you can see it in both games. Yep. So I have thought about maybe even captaining Pope, uh, which I'm not adverse to. Or do you think yeah. there's a merit in going with like a single game week guy, like a Son against Leeds? Be keen to see what you guys think about that because that's something I'm still not really 100% on. It is interesting because usually you'd want to side of the double game week player. I'm just thinking Son, I mean, 
you'd think they're going to come out firing this week, and I'm not 100% sure what will happen with Leeds, whether they will try to tighten things up. But I just I could just see Son having one of those games where he gets a goal and assist and three bonus, and, you know, you're looking at like a 14, 15-point haul. But I do actually like the upside of Pope as well. If you're looking at it, you know, if you got seven or eight points from your captain, you're not going to complain. So if you're then weighing up the upside, if you get to clean sheet, save points, you know, you might be looking at 14, 15 points. So. See, I actually agree with you. I don't think that a, that a double game with player will be the, uh, like the most captain player this week. I actually think it will be Son. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these are terrible. Like, you can see Son getting like a, a brace very easily. I don't think you. I don't think Leeds are going to try to tighten up. I think they only know one way how to play, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is this gung ho open play. So I think yeah, I can very easily see good points for Son. But part of me just thinks double game week just it's just a bit more fun when knowing that your captain's got another game to to just to give you something. So I think I will probably end up on a double game week playoff. And I'm, at the moment, I'm actually leaning towards Pope instead of Leghorst. Yeah, I, sounds I, crazy, but yeah. No, you do you do get two bites of the cherry, and and the fixtures are good. It's not like you're talking about Burnley versus Liverpool and then versus like you know Man City or something. You know, two decent fixtures. So there is upside there. I could actually probably see a few people captaining uh, Man City assets as well, maybe a Mares or a Sterling as well, but. Yeah, I if I did have, I've got workhorse at the moment. I'm not sure at the moment. I've got it on Son, so at the moment it'll be Son, but um, still plenty of um, tinkering to do with my lineup. Who's your captain this week, Damon? Yeah, so for, for me, I think it's it's going to be workhorse uh, for me. So um, oh, yeah, he's he, it would have been uh, a race sort of between big horse and Cornet, but I think um, for me, it's going to be big horse. No, I I sort of I hope uh, we caused um, blanks for you, Damo, and you fall further <laughs> behind. No, no, no not really. Thanks. I wish you nothing but the best, mate. Um, well, that about wraps up the pod this week. Thanks for coming on, Aman. It's it's been a while. I think I might have messaged you a bit ago saying I wanted to get you on, so it was good to finally get you on. Yeah, no, really appreciate it, guys. A lot of fun um, chatting FPL, and uh, yeah, great to be on the pod. No, definitely. For, for all of our stuff, head over to our Twitter, FPL underscore amateur underscore Oz. Uh, for all of uh, West Ham propaganda, head over to Damo's page, FPL West Ham. And whereabouts can they find all your stuff, Amon? Yep. So you can find me on Twitter and uh, YouTube on Oman Talks FPL. So that's A-M-A-N uh, Talks uh, FPL. Yeah, no, definitely. He does put up, um, I think some weeks you nearly put two videos up. So definitely great content over there and does offer a lot of stats. And see, I'm I'm very lazy in trying to get stats up on my Twitter page. So it's always good to have people in the community that do all the hard work where I can just, you know, ride on their coattails and um, look at all the stats. So. <laughs> so it's good to have people doing the heavy lifting and I can just um, <laughs> get my stats from them. But um, if you're... Wanting to find our podcast, head over to Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. Remember, leave a five-star rating. So if you don't like our pod, there's people that might like it that haven't heard it yet. So definitely boost us up and get more um, ears. Um, and this week, fellas, I hope it's a good week. I know you're doing the free hit in a month, so I really hope it's a good free hit for you. Hopefully my wild card uh, doesn't shit the bed and demo. I just hope 
um, you have a better week this week, mate. Uh, cheers, cheers. <laughs> cheers.